good afternoon. It has come to our notice that you are spending a large amount of time playing video games. Last week, your average gaming time was 6 hours a day. These are unproductive hours that can also be spent on work, education, volunteer work or anything else that has a beneficial value to your society. How about we stop playing games for now so you can focus on valuable things? In case you deny our offer and choose to keep playing games, you don't add any value to your society. This means we will have to lower your social credit by 3 points. Please choose again. Excellent choice. You will now be blocked from playing video games for 7 days. Your social credit score remains the same by 648 points. So do you have any spare change for someone in need? I do. Are there any cameras around here? There is one on the corner of the street. I don't sit there because I don't want them to observe me. I can give you money but it has to happen in front of the camera. If you want me to sit next to the camera you'll have to give me at least 10 bucks. Fine. Now go there. Hi sir do you have 10 bucks for me? Sure fellow citizen, here you go. Make sure to spend it on something good like a product from the amazing company Amazon. Thank you so much. Congratulations. We have noticed you donating money to the people in need. For that, you get one social credit point. On top of that, our partner Amazon noticed you promoting their company to another human. Therefore, you get another social credit point. You now have 650 points. We have received a tip about the fact that you are harassing a fellow public transport traveler. This will result in a decrease of your social credit score by 5 points. Since you are below a score of 700 points, it is not possible to submit a counter notification. Need a ride? Thanks for getting me a ride home sir. You are welcome dude. I hope this good deed will get me the final social credit point. Final point? You mean you are one point away from the 1000 mark? Yes. Holy shit you're like a level 99 mafia boss. How is it like having such a high social credit score? It's amazing. You get accepted into every store and restaurant. 
you get early access and discounts to events, the ladies love you, and the list goes on. How did you manage to get there? Years of being nice to everybody, spending all your free time on things that are valuable for society, and always stay away from the slightest form of trouble. So basically you have no real life? What? I have a great life. But it's a fake life too. How hard must it be to be nice to everybody, even towards your enemies or that annoying Karen yelling at you at the store? How awful must it be having to spend all your time on the society and never on your own enjoyment? How awful must it be not to be accepted on a simple bus ride? Or to be put behind people with a higher social credit score? Or to be losing points because someone like me can simply order a complaint about you? That's awful too. I guess we both have our pros and cons. I disagree. My life with a top tier social credit score is amazing and I love this country. Our government is the best and I cannot think of another life but this. Was that an attempt on getting a social credit point? Can you turn on flight mode on your phone please? Done, why did I have to turn on flight mode? Because now the government can't hear us talking. Listen kid, this social credit system is an absolute hell. No one is living life anymore. You either get punished for it and therefore losing the quality of your life, of you choose to give your life for a good credit score which is also at the cost of a good life. I feel like I have to tiptoe every second of my life. The moment I saw you I knew that you were a real person and not a zombie for the social credit score. It feels good to be able to speak my mind. Usually you get punished for talking like this but luckily this conversation cannot be monitored. What a shame. The man had so much potential. Dump the social credit. It has come to our notice that you have been using bad thinking and negative speaking about your government. Lying and negativity are crimes we take very seriously. Therefore we are lowering your score by 500 points. This brings you at a social credit score of 499. You are no longer allowed to drive a car. Please step outside of the vehicle. Oh yeah. What's up guys? How's it going? Welcome back. You know to another episode to another show. Got my hair all messed up. Got all messed up. Just me and Lambo up in here. Hope you guys can hear me nice and good. I didn't really do a sound check. I didn't really do much of anything. You know, I just, uh, you know, got on live. You know, how we uh, like to do here. Um, but, you know, we're, we're trying to see if we can make a little bit of a better product. You know, we're, we're kind of trying here. What's up, Opie? How's it going? Lambo says hi. <laughs> You know, so, uh, but yeah, you know, we're trying to do a little something new here, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, how we're going to be making content and uh, all that good stuff in order to, you know, anyways, <laughs> at least have some sort of topic, you know, to start off with and we can go from there. So, you know, today's topic is uh, who is going to replace, you know, uh, the U.S. empire. And again, you know, will anyone replace the U.S. empire? You know, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? I mean. I don't think so, you know, uh, in, my, in my honest opinion right now, you know, there, there's no one really that can kind of take over the U.S., you know, no one really can, you know, 
you know, uh, again, you know, uh, maybe on a monetary basis, you know what I mean? Like right now we're seeing Russia put some pressure on, you know, with the whole ruble, oil, war. We're going to get into that in a bit. Um, but other than that, you know what I mean? Like right now, you know, like it's still the U.S. number one um, for the foreseeable future. Shout out to Anthony. Shout out to Opie. Shout out to both of you guys. Welcome. Welcome. All right. So uh, I guess let's just uh, get started and see how we can uh, we can do this here. Da, 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 da. <clears throat> I don't know, I don't really got any music. I think we're going to be fine there. But, oh, there we go. Maybe I can, uh, uh, there you go. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, there you go, see? Like, I'm like a respectable, you know, YouTuber or something, right? Man, it's, it's kind of hot. I got to wait for the AC to kick in. Uh, because otherwise, you know, I don't want the fan to be going full blast and it's kind of hot. Anyway, shout out to everybody out there. You know, welcome, welcome in. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the video. Um, so, you know, that video, I, I played that video because, again, just going to the topic of the day, which is, you know, if anyone's going to really replace the U.S., you know, as an empire. You know, as of now, I don't see anybody. If there's anyone that could threaten that, it might be Russia. I know it's probably not who you think, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people are probably thinking China. But we're going to get into that. You know, China's an actual mess right now. In fact, I think China's a lot worse off than the U.S., if you can believe that, which a lot of people cannot, you know, a lot of people think that the U.S. is, uh, you know, uh, the worst, <clears throat> you know, the worst off at the moment. But the reality is, is that, uh, you know, China's uh, not doing so well. China's not doing so good right now um, for a lot of reasons. You know, there's a lot of reasons why China's not doing that well. And, uh, you know, it's laughable to even think that they can, uh, you know, overtake the U.S., and sure, you know, I would love to hear conversations on this. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, that's why we've, I opened up the chat. I opened up, uh, you know, again, the conversation for everybody up there, you know. So for anyone to chime in if you want to, you know, like good stuff. <clears throat> Opie asked the question, is there a need for an empire? I mean, you know, right now we have one. You know, we've always kind of had one. But that is a good question. We probably don't need one. And uh, moving forward here, we're probably not going to need one, you know, um, because of things like Bitcoin and other, you know, technologies out there that are allowing countries to be sovereign. So, you know, the, the reality is, is that we could be probably moving into a world, you know, once the U.S., if the U.S., look, if the U.S. dollar fails and there's no more U.S. dollar um, on meaning, meaning there's no more U.S. dollar like a petrol dollar, there's no more U.S. dollar on a. On a, on a massive scale, you know, as a world reserve currency, um, then, uh, you know, I could see, you know, um, no, you know, you know, not a, not a ruble or uh, yuan taken over as a currency. But I, th I think that it's going to be more like uh, every country is going to be just sovereign and um, every country is going to have their own currency. And, um, you know, when it comes to international trade, you know, countries will just kind of figure it out in a different way or you know, in a way that, you know, they, they've always done it forever, you know, which is like bartering, you know, meaning, you know, every country's getting things like, uh, you know, uh, commodities, um, you know, imports and exports, you know. So basically people can be like, hey, you know, countries can be like, hey, we'll trade, you know, these, uh, you know, X amount of uh, bushels of wheat for X amount of lithium. I don't know, whatever. You know what I mean? <clears throat> 
Anthony says, BRICS is a good choice if you had to pick currency right now. Well, you know, that's the thing. You know, um, right now, you know, uh, what they're trying to do out there is that they're trying to have, like, uh, you know, uh, they're trying to replace the dollar. That's the thing. And so, you know, the only real way to replace the dollar is for the dollar to become obsolete and not just become obsolete, you know, but also for the U.S. to not have the ability anymore to enforce the dollar. And so we're seeing both of those, those things, you know, we're seeing, you know, the, you know, we, that they printed, you know, the U.S. dollar into oblivion, you know, in, in recent couple years, you know, because of the whole uh, virus situation. And on top of that, we're seeing that our military is not what it used to be. Especially under this last, pre by the way, I just had dinner. I apologize. You know, I just had a half a chicken, like a fat fuck that I am. Anyways, <laughs> plus other stuff. Um, but anyways, long story short, uh, you know, the reality is, is that, um, you know, we've weakened our currency. We've weakened our military. So we've weakened the ability for us to enforce the world reserve currency. That That's number one. And number two, other currencies and other countries have uh, kind of pushed forward with their, you know, alternatives. You know, with their, you know, with with what they think is uh, going to be the the better replacement here, or what have you, and uh, you know, right now whether it's the BRICS, you know, uh, kind of putting something together, kind of like an SDR, you know, people are trying to put up an SDR or whatever it is. You know, the reality is is that like I, I nobody knows, nobody knows right now. But like for example, let's just say that the, you know the BRICS, you know, they have like some some new world uh, globe, you know, global reserve currency, like. It's not going to be like a currency that's going to be used on a day-to-day -day basis. Look, you got to remember, like when you're in the U.S., you use dollars and only dollars. When you're in Mexico, you use pesos and only pesos. When you're in, you know, whatever country you're in, you're using that currency. And, um, you know, the world reserve currency, really what that is, you know, kind of used for is to, is to you know, um, give value to everything else. So the U.S. dollar gives value to everything else, meaning it gives value to every other currency out there, all the commodities, you know, basically everything. Everything is valued in dollars. You know, I mean, whatever it is, you know, Bitcoin, you know, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. OK. And so if they all of a sudden say, hey, we're going to have a new global world reserve currency, a BRICS reserve currency, you know, um, you know, which again, it's going to be a mix of countries. In this case, says right here, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. You know, um, when they were talking about the SDR, you know, uh, special drawing rights, it was the U.S. dollar, um, the U.K. pound, uh, I think the euro, uh, you know, uh, and then the Chinese yuan and I don't know what else. You know what I mean? But again, that's probably not going to work now. And so, I mean, who knows what they're trying to do? But look, at the end of the day, a mix of currencies, you know, to have a world reserve currency. That's really not going to serve, you know, any, how do I say it's like, it's not going to really affect uh, most countries, you know what I mean? Like, uh, in, in, in the way that, that you would think. So, for example, you know, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they all have their own currency, correct? And so each one of those currencies, each one of those currencies is going to have a value that is going to be derived from something all right so in this case all of, all of them they're going to be derived out of commodities right so what do i mean you know again gold silver oil natural gas 
you know, cow farts, whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever the hell's of value. Wheat, you know what I mean? Wheat. You know, whatever you got of value. You know what I mean? Every, all these countries, these are countries that have a lot of valuable, uh, you know, <clears throat> commodities. You know, these these commodities, these hard assets. Again, like uh, <clears throat> silver, okay? Very important. But anyways, I digress. You know, all of these countries now, you know what I mean? Their currencies, which is, uh, you know, backed you know, you know, buy these uh, commodities, okay, these hard assets, you know, they're going to get their value from these hard assets. So therefore, they're not going to be reliant on the dollar anymore. All right. But in order for the BRICS, you know, thing to work, all right, it has to be, you know, the dollar has to already fail. And so they're trying to push for that. You know, obviously, everybody is. I mean, a lot of countries have a, a vested interest in this, not every country, not every country, but a lot of countries do. Most countries do. Um, and then they want to establish something new. But the thing is that all of a sudden now, you know, let's just say the U.S. dollar falls, for example, right? And uh, we got this uh, new, uh, I guess, BRICS, you know, world reserve currency. Like, is that what's going to give value to everything? Look, probably not. You know what I mean? Because look, what's going to happen is that like, let's just say that the U.S. dollar falls as a world reserve currency. Uh, you know, wh what do you think? You think that... Uh, what do you think is going to happen? You know what I mean? Like in that moment, in that time, you know, there, there's like going to be a, tr there's going to be a transition in which people, you know, countries and uh, the world and whatever is trying to figure out who and what is going to be the next world reserve currency. But in that time, a lot of things can happen. And like I said, we have things like Bitcoin now, you know, that are allowing countries. And again, what I mean by Bitcoin, I mean cryptocurrency, all right, that technology, and that's going to allow countries to all of a sudden create their own currency all right and um, you know people are going to want to use it or not it all depends you know what i mean remember it's going to be like the same boat as printing money you know the same shit you know as uh the fiat currency uh system if they use it wrong but at the end of the day i think that you know again just talking about geopolitics for the moment here you know what i mean like uh, i think most countries are going to create their own currency through crypto in one shape form or another because all currencies right now, okay, are backed by the dollar, okay? You know, meaning that they get, you know, by the debt from the dollar, you know, meaning they get, that's where they get their, their value from. Now, not all currencies, you know, again, like the, the ruble, the, the Russian currency, um, you know, they are backed, okay, by commodities, okay? You know, the oil and um, all the other resources they have in that country, the natural gas and so on and so forth. Uh, China, you know, they're, you know, kind of doing what the U.S. is doing, meaning that, you know, they're just, you know, making, they got their own currency and they're printing it into oblivion and they're exporting that debt just like the U.S. exports that debt to other countries. So the U.S. and China are both in that same situation where they have a lot of debt that they are, they are exporting. And, uh, you know, if you think the U.S. is going through a currency crisis, you know, with a 30 trillion and counting in debt, um, China's way worse. You know, so, you know, uh, and they, again, they owe, who do you think they fucking owe that money to? You know what I mean? Like, again, they owe it to the rest of the world. So same as us. So eventually, you know what I mean? Like um, right now we're at that point where the U.S., you know, I mean, where a lot of countries are basically saying, you know, they're not saying, hey, you got to pay up U.S., but they're also kind of saying, hey, look, we know you're not going to pay. So we're really not going to kind of use your currency anymore. And we kind of don't have to because, hey, we got alternatives. Like in this case, you know, we'll probably use the ruble. Now, not all countries are going to be in this case, you know, because remember, I think the countries that are going to be like using the ruble or the BRICS currency or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? It's going to be something that's going to be close to Russia. 
You know what I mean? Again, assuming they want to do that. I think most countries are keeping their own currency and seeing that all of a sudden their own currency um, could have a lot of value, you know, because their country is valuable. You know what I mean? So that's not what I think. And so the whole thing with like, uh, you know, countries that are going to have to create a new currency, a cryptocurrency, most likely, uh, it's going to be currencies, you know, countries with currencies where their currency is going to fucking fail very massively. And uh, they're going to need to instill a brand new currency. Um, but in other countries, like let's say Russia and other, and again, um, the BRICS nations for the most part, you know, they got a pretty strong currency at the moment. And once it's kind of decoupled like completely from the dollar, then they're really going to, you know, they're it's really going to get a value, valuable. So like the ruble is already like, you know, no relation to the dollar as far as I know. So therefore... You know what I mean? Yeah, like uh, Anthony saying in the chat, ruble is backed by gold now. Yeah, so yes, it's been backed by gold, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, for a few months now, and you know, not just gold, but you know, the commodities behind the nation, you know? Uh, uh, so yeah, the gold, the hard gold is really like, uh, the, the, that's like, okay, so like how the US uh, uses the army, you know, to enforce the petrol dollar. Well, that's kind of like what the gold standard is with gold, you know? That's kind of like how you enforce it, like saying, hey, look, look at all this gold I got. This is why my currency is so valuable. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you know what I mean? What also makes your currency valuable is, you know, your military and, um, and, and what you, uh, what other imports and exports, you know what I mean? I mean, what exports, I'm sorry, what exports, you know, you're exporting out of your country, but yes, you know, hundred percent. So let me see, let's see what's up with the chat. <clears throat> All right. What's up with the chat, 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 chat. Yeah, sorry. I know that was a little loud. Anyways, Opie says, is uh, there need for an order? Yeah, okay, okay, blah, 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 blah. Opie says, no U.S. dollar, then how will I pay my taxes? Ha! Hey, that's a good one. Uh, hold on. All right. Um, if you have, you all would have just got the jab, then we wouldn't need to print such money, correct? You should, if everybody would have gotten their 78th jab, jab by now, we'd be fine you own nothing now in the USA, correct? Correct. You know, you own absolutely nothing. Everything is uh, basically uh, debt. You know what I mean? Or even if you own it, you, d you still don't own it because you know you can have uh, the police. You know, do a uh, uh, civil forfeiture. So basically, they can just take and steal your shit whenever they want. You know, um, on top of that, if you don't pay your very high. Um, property taxes and other things like that. They also take your property and your stuff. So, you know, you definitely don't own shit. No, wait, wrong one. Sorry. A lot of older people own a lot in the USA. Eh. You know, again, not really, man. That's why a lot of older people, you know, they they go to Florida to, like, retire in, like, a lot of those big uh, retirement communities and shit like that. You know, um, they have retirement communities for millionaires and shit um, because they know they don't got shit. You know what I mean? They know it's all gone and, uh, you know, the best they can do is, I guess, kind of, like, pass it down to their kids. But, you know, even then, you know, with uh, the taxes and all those other shit, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, definitely better than nothing, but it's not what you think, you know, so civil asset forfeiture that's exactly that's what i was looking for correct thank you i do agree that many countries will go c b d c however that is just a replacement for fiat yeah yeah exactly so you know um with cryptocurrency you know what i mean like that's just going to be a replacement for fiat but you know at the end of the day you know when the shit hits the fan when the shit hits the fan and we don't have a world reserve currency for a while you know people are going to need to find a solution immediately and so 
you know, that's where I think cryptocurrency is going to jump in and like kind of save the day. Like it already has for a lot of countries that have had, you know, currency, uh, currency devaluations. I mean, currency just, what is it? Apocalypse. Apocalypse? You know, whatever. Anyways, yes. So, um, Anthony says the advantage of a global trade currency is that it actually helps stabilize local currencies, which in turn makes it harder to corrupt a local currency. Yeah, but the thing is that, again, each country should you know, have their own currency and it should be valued within their own currency. So if they have horrible, you know, politicians that print it into oblivion and cause hyperinflation, well, whatever. And by the way, it doesn't save it at all. Ask, uh, what is it? Ask uh, Argentina. Um, ask um, a bunch of countries out there, you know what I mean? That, uh, you know, uh, no, 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 that does not save it, believe it or not. It's, it's just a myth, you know, of what they like to say. But, you know, again, with cryptocurrency, the whole idea is just the technology behind it, you know. And the fact that people will be able to just transact, you know, and that's it. It, just, it doesn't really matter. You know, when uh, the thing is that, you know, a lot of people when, you know, you're living in small communities around the world, you know, like all these villages and small towns and, 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 and all this shit. You know, a lot of people, they... They make it work with other stuff. You know what I mean? That has nothing to do even with the local currency in a lot of cases. And, uh, you know, in many countries, you know what I mean, that are developing, you know, they, they don't, again, you know, most of them already have an alternative. And um, if you go around the world to a lot of African countries and a lot of countries in, uh, in Asia and a lot of countries, you know, Latin America, they use, you know, so many alternatives. And, uh, again, all the only thing that the dollar does is you know either is is the only thing the dollar does is value the currency of their country and uh instead of that currency letting instead of letting that currency um's value come from the open market from the free market you know again you know what determines that because you know at the end of the day you know what i mean when you're talking about other countries you know um that's the thing, you know what I mean? Like, uh, what really determines the value of a currency? You know what I mean? Like, or the value of anything, you know? Like, whatever, it's, whether it's Bitcoin or gold or silver or oil or plastic or even whatever the fuck, or companies like Amazon. It's, you know, how much people, you know, how much, it, it's, you know, how much people have uh, faith in it. And, uh, and so, therefore, um, that's like a major component. And so, you know, right now, uh, the fact that the U.S., uh, currency, you know, the U, the people behind the U.S., you know, dollar and all that jazz, the Federal Reserve, whatever, you know, all those people, you know, I don't want to get into all that. Um, they're the ones that, you know, again, determine the value of other currencies and of other things around the world, you know, through the stock market or what have you. And, I, and a lot of countries don't think that's fair. You know what I mean? Because, for example, with uh, the Mexican currency, you know, it should be uh, worth a lot more than what it is. And the people here should be a lot richer than what they are. But because of the dollar, it's not really the case. You know what I mean? So, and there's many countries in that in a similar situation. So, you know, but we'll see. We'll see. Anyways, let's get into it. So, you know, I know we've been talking about half an hour here about freaking currencies, but that is an important, that is an important factor going forward to what we're chatting here about, you know, what we're talking about. But, you know, the, the reality is, is that, um, here, let's uh, see what else we got. But yeah, I just wanted to kind of like bring that up there so you guys can kind of take a look at it here. Let me see. I had some. Let me see. But uh, but yeah, you know, a lot of people don't really know kind of what's going on, you know, out there. 
you know, a lot of people like, you know, think that, you know, Kiev or what have you here. Let's uh, take a look at what's going on there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, this is June 5th. You know, here you can see it. Let me, here, so you guys can see it. You guys can see there. Hold on. Day June 5th, all right, 2022. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh my God, you know, Russia, they're bombing and they're killing and it's horrible. And the people, look, man, this is a channel, all right? The channel is basically, you know, it's, uh, what the fuck is this guy's name again? Look, Pavlo from Ukraine, all right? Well, anyways, Pavlo from Ukraine. And, uh, his, you know, it's just him and his farm with his wife, girlfriend, you know, and this Russian-Ukrainian family. I mean, it's Ukrainian family, whatever. And, uh, you know, he's a vlogger. And, uh, you know, he's just showing you what's up. And so, look, that's the thing, man. You know, people, you know, in order to really, like, educate yourself on what's really going on, it's not just, like, watching the news. you got to watch a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like, for example, like this. You know, watch other people that actually fucking live there and see what the fuck is going on. <laughs> you know, with your own fucking eyes. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people watch my, uh, my Mexico content or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, so... Yeah, this is uh, Chicken Kiev, all right? Right now, Chicken Kiev. All right, we got Chicken Kiev right now. This is right now, like now. All right, so this is like... So, I mean, I don't see like a horrible, horrible, horrible war. And so that's the thing. There's a lot of propaganda out there. So anyways, long story short, you know, the reason that Russia's ruble is so strong is because they basically walked into Ukraine and they took over and they're basically taking over. The only reason that they haven't completely like annihilated, you know, meaning uh, engulfed and taken over all of Ukraine is simply only because of the fact that, you know, UN, a.k.a. the USA is, you know, backing you know, backing, uh, you know, uh, the Ukrainian, uh, what is it, the Ukrainian opposition in order to, you know, <clears throat> make it difficult for this guy to do his thing. I'm sorry, I'm trying to see if I can get a little, a little better. Not better. Is it really slow? I feel like it's super slow. Sorry. But anyways, you can just get an idea. You know what I mean? There's like a lot of YouTubers out there, you know what I mean? Doing similar stuff. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I follow Russian YouTubers, you know? Russian YouTubers that, you know, um, that are pro-Russia and Russian YouTubers that are not pro-Russia. You know what I mean? They're not happy with the war. They're not happy with anything. And, you know, you get to hear what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, they're, they, so they're moving to other countries, you know, around the area. You know, and the reason is, is that, 
again, you know, if you see what Russia looks like right now, it's totally fine. Just like what you're seeing right now. Russia and, and Ukraine, they're both looking like this, okay? This is Kiev, okay? Remember, they're killing and bombing and doing all this shit, right? This is what CNN says and all this other shit, right? You know what they're saying, you know? But this is right now in Kiev, okay? 2022, June, okay? It's not a... Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, that his name is Pavlo Pavlov in Ukraine. Here, you see it right there? Pavlov. Hold on, I'll, I'll write it in the chat. Oh, there you go. You see it there? That guy. Okay. And so... You know, you see right here, see, you know, updates from Ukraine, you know, live, whatever, you know, like all that stuff. Okay, Village Life. It was a great channel. There's a lot of channels like this out there. He's not the only one, all right? Okay. So, yeah, I mean, look, long story short, man, you know what I mean? What's going on? But yeah, this is like the Village Life. Living the dream. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so when you, you you get to really see what the fuck is going on out there right now, right now, and it's not what you think it is. It's not what they tell you it is, and so that's why. Look, a lot of people are like, "Hey, how come you don't watch Netflix or or the news?" Or, or anything like that. I'm like, no, man. All I do is watch YouTube, bro. I watch other people living their lives around the world. I mean, I watch news and I watch other shit on here too. You know what I mean? On YouTube, you can watch basically everything. But you know, when you look at this, look at this, look at that fat pussy. <laughs> you look, you only look at that. <laughs> look at that fat Russian pussy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, bro, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, you get to see what's really going on out there. And it's, again, not just this guy, you know what I mean? Like, um, here, let's watch this other guy here. Mm. All right, hold on. Here, check this guy out here. So this guy's a Russian. Okay, this guy's a Russian, and he basically he moved out of Russia. He moved to Georgia, not the state of Georgia, Georgia, the country, the ex-Soviet country. He's a citizen. And so basically, he's not a fan of uh, Putin. You know, he's not a fan of the whole communist shit. You know, he's more like uh, pro-USA. You know, he's a young kid. He's in his early twenties. You know, whatever. Um, but yeah, long story short. Long story short, yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know, this is a, how Russians avoid sanctions. This is what this video is called. Roman, your favorite neighborhood Russian. Hi guys, today. Welcome to a brand new video. In today's video, guys, we're going to be looking at something very, very strange and very, very interesting. Today, I want to look at and talk about some of the most bizarre ways that Russians are avoiding sanctions right now. Now, just to give it a little context, sanctions that have been imposed on Russia after the start of the uh, special military operation have been pretty devastating, not only to the Russian economy as a whole, but also to the average Russian citizen, to the average Russian person, and especially the people whose job somehow involves working with a foreign company and 
receiving money from abroad. So if you're any type of IT person who works in a foreign company, maybe a game developer, a YouTuber, a musician, pretty much whatever, an artist, you are fucked. Because all the biggest Russian banks are cut off from SWIFT, and also, even if a Russian bank that you're trying to receive your funds to is not sanctioned, uh, the banks on the other end, from America or Europe or whatever, just would not send the payment through because they just don't want to deal with Russia at the moment. The same goes for PayPal and Payoneer, for example. TransferWise is one big one that basically just disallowed Russians to register as a whole. And yeah, pretty much if you're receiving any form of online foreign income, you're pretty much screwed in Russia. Like, if you've got your Russian bank is useless. So obviously, this means that for all these people to continue doing their work that they've probably put years of their life's effort into, okay, you gotta understand this. I know you guys are gonna be like in the comments, fuck Russia, fuck all these Russians, who cares, no, right? I care, bro, because I'm one. I understand it's easy to murk all the people together as a yes, sort of a is. boogeyman and be like, haha, look at these motherfuckers not be, be, being able to make money. You gotta understand that this is real lives being affected. And again, it's not as bad as being bombed, but it's still bad. So basically all these people that I've described are left to mainly like two options usually. The first one is just adopting and starting handling their business through cryptocurrency. This is fine enough, but only if you work in the cryptocurrency field. If you actually uh, have to deal with real companies, real money, if you work in IT, if you're a musician or whatever, crypto is just not a way for you to get it. Like these real big companies would not work with crypto. So if you're not an epic NFT crypto guy, the second option for you is basically what everybody does, a lot of people have done it at least, is moving to another country and trying to open a bank account there and possibly open a business there. Usually Russians go to nearby countries where it's easy to get in there without a visa and possible to open a bank account. Georgia, Armenia, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Azerbaijan I think also you can open an account, Turkey and so on and so on but those I think are the most popular options right now. And it's very viable too and a lot of people have done this and I've seen a lot of criticism as well online and in real life of people talking about this how essentially all the Russians that are moving from Russia to any of the aforementioned countries are not actually leaving because they disagree with the regime and because they disagree with the uh, military operation, but because they're just greedy fucks who are trying to evade sanctions and make more money. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a fair point, but like, what's the alternative then? Starve? Cool. I, b I bet. Bet. If you're one of those type of people who hate on people for trying to make money and make a living and support their families and support themselves and not fucking die on the street, cool. I would like to see the way you would handle that situation. All right, I don't know why I'm getting so fucking mad. Anyway, my point is, those are two of the main options for Russians right now. The second one, getting a bank account in another country, is also very important for a lot of people right now because, well, MasterCard and Visa both left Russia, so now Russian cars don't even work abroad and they do not work on foreign websites. So essentially, I can't like go and buy whatever merch online from a European American website with my Russian card or I cannot pay for Netflix or Spotify or basically whatever with my Russian card. So obviously having a card that works worldwide and actually can pay for stuff abroad is very good. So yeah those two that I mentioned are the most viable options right now to continue living your life as a Russian in the year 2022 if you make income from foreign countries but the thing is that not everybody can really afford to do this. Still but anyways, so yeah, watch the guys like this. And then look, long story short, look, this guy, he founds another guy on YouTube that basically, I mean, shows you how to do a fake ID, you know, get a fake uh, you, uh, fake British passport, you know, um, in order to, um, what is it? In order to uh, get a, uh, a, a British uh, bank account in order to get paid. Um, so that people in Russia can, you know, figure it out. So anyways, yeah, so, you know, there's like a video, you know, uh, it's a Russian guy telling other Russians, you know, how to, you know, create a fake, you, you know, uh, 
you know, passport and then, you know, how to be able to use that passport, you know, um, and then how to beat the KYC with the picture and the this and the that. It's pretty detailed, pretty interesting. Um, but anyways, um, so that they can get around uh, the sanctions so that they can get paid, you know. So, yeah, sanctions ain't really doing shit. Again, and the ruble is the strongest currency right now. Um, so, yeah, look, long story short, you know what I mean? Like, uh, let's get back over here. Um, let me see. Life in the village. Let me see. Da, 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 da. Mm. Mm, Let me see. Hold on. All right, look at this one. All right, so as you guys can see, you know what I mean? This is, uh, you know, what Ukraine looks like right now. Um, here we can see like this guy shopping. All right. Um, let me see. Hold on. Sorry. One second, guys. Give me one second. Bananas. Nine hundred grams. Uh, bread. Water, and uh, this is the Harris Harris Phyllis. Yeah, it's like a fishing oil. So it's yeah, almost uh, two hundred grams. No, I don't know. You guys can see the prices there. But anyways, here you guys can see the prices there. But yeah, everything here. Let me here. Let me uh, let's go back a bit so you guys can see the prices. So the exchange rate is, it seems like okay, that's a Ukrainian whatever. That's the same exchange rate as uh, the as the peso. You know, the, the the Mexican peso is like, you know, about 20. And that's 22. So basically, uh, for $1, you get 22, whatever that is. Ukrainian thing. So basically, that's about 30 bucks. 30 something dollars. Okay. So that's a Ukrainian food. This is again, this is like uh, a, t a month ago. All right, a month or two ago. All right, this is in the Ukraine right now. 200 grams. Bananas, 900 grams. Bananas in the fucking Arctic, okay? Uh, bread. A butter. Butter's cheap. And this is the Harris Harris Phyllis. Yeah, it's like a fishing oil. Yeah, things are cheaper than Mexico. It's Ukraine is cheaper than Mexico price. right now. Yes. This is cacao powder. Ruba needs need, needs needs it. And uh, this is the cream. Like milk. Yeah, you can add it where you want. It's two hundred grams. Uh, cheese. 200 grams so again you know just so you can compare you know real quick you know this is so because everybody's uh, dealing with inflation right and all that shit back in the u.s right now then this is ukraine okay and we'll do russia in a little bit okay but it's basically the same shit in fact if this is ukraine you can imagine russia is even cheaper because it's a stronger currency so yeah Uh, 
mushrooms. It's uh, 550 grams uh, cheese, 274 grams. And this is zucchini, 460 grams. Sup, Joe? Sup, Echo? Naranjaloo? Everybody, sup? It's Look at that. 100 grams. A dollar. Bro, everything's so cheap. Sour cream, 200 grams. This is the green beans, 274 grams. Uh, this is cabbage, 400 grams. This is the cottage cheese, 600 grams. This is the Chinese cabbage, 300 grams. And the last one is uh, pancakes with uh, poppy seed. It's, I don't know how many grams. Yeah, seems it's like uh, 800 grams approximately because it's it's heavy uh yeah it's approximately 800 by the way his math is a little off but still yeah, so everything is here his math is a little off but still it's still it's about right i'm not gonna get picky here isn't that interesting there's a grocery store in ukraine Yeah, you can see the video, the, like the title of the video here. See, Ukraine after two months of war, okay? So, I mean, because, you know, there's a lot of fucking, uh, you know, a lot of fake news out there. You know what I mean? So, just so you can, you can get an idea of what's, uh, what's going on in Russia, what's going on in Ukraine. All right? What's going on over there. And, again, you know, a lot of people don't understand, you know, but the reality is, is that, you know, Ukraine was part of Russia. Yeah, Ukraine has a long, long, long history and, uh, you know, of... Uh, being fought over you know um ukraine has a long history of being fought over okay a lot of countries in the area want and ukraine have always wanted ukraine for centuries but for the most part it's always been kind of russian all right and um the last you know you know uh the last person the last country that uh, had it you know uh, was russia okay and um you know, then after the Soviet Union broke off, you know, obviously, you know, Ukraine was one of the countries that broke off and it was a state. It was a state of Russia. So basically, as Russia is taking over Ukraine right now at the moment, they're not trying to kill and bomb and destroy anything. That's their it's like a state. It's like imagine if Florida or Texas left the United States and the United States is trying to take over. They're not trying to kill everybody. They're just trying to take over. That's it. You know what I mean? That's all they're trying to do. So.
Mm. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> A little troll action in the chat there. But anyways, but yeah, so, um, you know, right now what Russia is just trying to just, you know, get Ukraine back because Ukraine is a very um, important piece you know, to the the Russian Federation, man. Long story short, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. Read in the chat there. Um, but yeah, long story short, you know. So I um, remember Ukraine, uh, that's where all the nuclear weapons were. Remember Chernobyl was there, you know. That's where all the nuclear stuff is. So it's very important to Russia for many reasons. Also, um, uh, Ukraine is split right in half with this, you know, very... Uh, you know, thick mountainous region, and that mountainous region basically keeps the rest of Europe away from Russia. But, you know, when Ukraine is being uh, independent and part of the UK, uh, I mean, sorry, when it's independent and part of the EU, um, then all of a sudden, like, um, there's no mountain range because now, you know, the Ukraine is right in the backyard of uh, Moscow because if you look at the map, you know, Kiev and Moscow is like, they're right next to each other. You know, Kiev used to be the capital at one point of Russia. I mean, chicken Kiev. I mean, I don't wanna get into it. Chicken Kiev is, uh, you know, it's like fucking Russia, man. Jesus, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand, Ugh, people. Anyways, so yeah, it just drives me nuts, you know, all these people out there, you know, like, oh, poor Ukraine, poor Ukraine defending that shit. Look, I feel bad for Ukraine. I don't want nobody to die. I, I wish Ukraine could just be independent and all the countries out there could be independent and everybody could be nice and happy and everybody could be kumbaya and all that bullshit. But the reality is, is that, you know, most Ukrainians want to be just left the fuck alone. They would love to be independent, but if all of a sudden Russia is like taking over them, like whatever, bro, they don't really give a fuck. You know what I mean? They're kind of used to it already. As you guys can see, most Ukrainians, you know, they just live a regular, simple, normal life and they just want to be left the fuck alone and really don't care. And they just want to be safe and they don't want to die. And so that's kind of it. And so, you know, if all of a sudden, you know, Russia... You know, takes over again. It's like, eh, eh, all right, better. You know what I mean? At least better than uh, like the UA, the UN, or the EU that we have, uh, you know, no interest with. But, but again, a lot of people that want democracy, it's like this, man. There's a lot of people in Ukraine. You know, half the people want democracy. You know, those are the ones that want the EU and all that shit. And then half the people out there, you know, they, they still want the communism and they want the Russia. So they're the ones that side with Russia. But for the most part, most of them would rather have Russia. And the people that are in power in Ukraine right now, we already know they're the fucking Nazi people, they're whatever. So it's like, you know, the people in power right now that are bringing democracy are not the greatest fucking example, you know, of uh, humans out there. And so when it comes to like, you know, picking Nazis over just fucking communist Russians that are probably going to leave them alone and bring them a lot of money. You know, they're like, all right, we'll go with Russia. You know, we kind of know we, we 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 fucking speak Russian for crying out loud. We'll go with Russia. <laughs> and so that's kind of it. You know what I mean? That's kind of what you're seeing there. So, yeah. And so, like I said, the exchange rate is uh, very similar to uh, Mexico. So it's 20. So 1 to 20. So anything that's 20, 20 rubles or whatever is a dollar. So right there, that's uh, 100 rubles. That's basically five. Look, 108 rubles or whatever, or 108, whatever that is. Um, that's like five dollars, okay? Okay. Yeah, man, they got Captain Morgan. They got Bacardi. They got all that shit there. Yes, they do. They have all that stuff there. 
you know by the way that's in ukraine we're looking at ukraine right now but yeah in ukraine they got everything american and in russia they have it there too for the most part so i mean let me see Man, where's the... I sound like a video. I think it was this one. Ah. Anyways. Hold on, let me find that real quick. Here, well, you guys keep watching that. What is okay? There we go. Happening, great people. It's Zangief. You're Russian, made from Russia. Right now, I am in Moscow, next to Tverskaya Zangief. subway station. His in name the is place Zangief. Where there is always, you know, like the Street Fighter character, Zangief. A lot of life. There is a Moscow jazz festival, and as well, some other people playing music. So this is June 17th. Okay, so this is again right now right there but today we are here just for one reason so again to see a jazz festival it's all active it's everything's going everything's fine everything's nice the new mcdonald's mcdonald's 2.0 russian version so checking out moscow what is interesting about this place in particular is that we are going to the very first McDonald's that was opened in the USSR. Yeah, not in Russia, but in the USSR times in 1990. Actually, the USSR first was thinking about opening the Western type of fast food places back in 1970s when they were thinking about getting prepared to the Olympic Games in 1980. But there were different reasons why this not happened because of political events. So the plans were postponed up to 1987 and three years after that finally the mcdonald's was open in 2022 mcdonald's decided to leave the russian market and it was sold to a russian company that used to be partially the franchisee of mcdonald's it used to have about 25 places in siberia region however the reorganization rebranding and other processes is not something you can do like this and three days ago it was the grand opening of this once again first McDonald's, oh, not McDonald's, but Vkusna i Tochka. Now that is the new name of uh, this chain, which can be translated like tasty and full stop, or like tasty and that's it. That's the meaning, tasty and that's it. It was open three days ago, as well as other 12 places in Moscow, and there are plans to open other places throughout the whole Russia as soon as possible. see it is really crowded inside and I'm just trying to think what to film right now so that not to make other people feel uncomfortable because everybody wants to make an order everybody wants to be quick so I guess I, I will double check whether the menu right there is the same as on the official website and of course so again just to reiterate you know I remember McDonald's you know just like a lot of American franchises left okay they left uh, you know Russia but what really happened is that you know they left and then Russia took over, you know, uh, those franchises, you know, so now Russia runs them. But uh, they're getting the McDonald's products, you know, kind of like under the table. Because um, there's been articles, you know, where uh, American, uh, 
whatever, there's been American uh, legislative pressure, you know, to have uh, these companies, you know, um, still do business with Russia and still sell them shit. So, you know, if they're going to still remain with this McDonald's, you know, they're going to be selling them. You remember, you know how these franchises work, you know, they all sell the same shit. So, you know, they're just going to keep supplying them with the food so they can run the thing. Taste some probably they just lost the real estate. You know, McDonald's just lost the real estate. That's about it. Outside of the main building, because once again, a lot of people. So basically, you know, Russia took over. You know, I mean, just like Russia takes over anything, you know, when in a communist uh, state. You know, what I mean, uh, you know, it's state-owned. So now these are state-owned McDonald's. You know, what I mean, wink, wink. You know, so basically, they they just took over McDonald's. You know, like the sanctions. You know, basically, they just took the McDonald's over. You know, now they belong to Russia. Now this is mine. This is, you know, now this belongs to Russia, not to American company no more. And so yeah, finally, I have my order and actually it was not that long as I expected, everything was really quick. I decided not to stay inside the building because there are a lot of people and I'll be talking English and like everybody sitting tight next to each other, so I think I can find... We will have to remember this name once again. Anyway. I think absolutely the same. The same thing about pickles, cheese. It tastes so the same. I guess, yeah, that's the cheeseburger that we used to have. So the next thing is fries. And, boy, <laughs> and basically, there is absolutely no logo here. And oh, yeah, I forgot. I don't remember here, let me for show sure, you. but at different and probably that a lot of things they sauce. Yeah, here, check it out. Yeah, I have this. So you see, like the sauce, you see right there um, on the corner of the sauce, you can't, I, know, I can't show you with the mouse, but in the top corner, so you see where the little black dot is on the sauce? That is supposed to be uh, where the McDonald's sign is, but they blacked it out with a little marker. <laughs> Same labeled sauce, the barbecue sauce, but actually, like, I really don't care about this. Yeah, because I think that a great job was made throughout this short period of time. And you already have seen probably that a lot of things have been reorganized in terms of branding. Yeah, so this issue with the sauces, I guess it will be fixed in no time. But talking about other dishes. So we here see the cheese burger. It has a partially transparent paper like it was with the McDonald's. I think that actually this package really reminds me of what the original package was, except for the absence of the M letter. But actually, if we take a look at it at different angles, yeah, we will not see any label of the new brand. But we can finally see the cheeseburger. First taste. Hmm. With the first bite, I had a feeling that there is something different, something about the dough, but with the second bite, I understood that actually it is, I would say, at least 99% the same as it was in the original McDonald's. Maybe it's 100% the same, because basically the suppliers, as far as we know up to this point, are the same. As for the meat, I don't see much difference. So anyways, all right, let's uh, now move on to 
other stuff. Let's move on to China right now. But yeah, so now, you know, China's going through their own shit. You know what I mean? You know, China, you know, um, you know, they're going through a lot of uh, downturn. I'm trying to find some videos uh, on the China thing. So there's a lot of floods out there. You know, there's a lot of uh, people um, protesting. You know, um, there's a lot of people that don't want to work. You know, there's a lot of people that don't want to you know, uh, get under the COVID, uh, restrictions anymore. Um, yeah, she's getting wacky out there. Hmm. Man. Give me a second. You guys can kind of watch that for a second. But, uh, anyways, but yeah, there's like a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff out there. You know, um, I'm just trying to show you videos and show you a little proof, show you a little bit in the background, you know, so you guys can kind of see, you know, what's going on, you know, um, so you guys don't just like uh, take my dumbass word for it. So I apologize. Give me one second. Um, I think we'll just let me show you this. I'm watching like some news there, some Chinese news there. Hmm. <laughs> Man, where's, uh, hold on a second. So, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. This is like the worst, I know. Worst content, just me staring here. Well, you guys are watching that the Chinese news in the background. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find like some good content here to put in the background so I can show you. I guess I'll go with this. Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, virginity! <laughs> it was pretty freaking rough in there. It's oh, absolutely so awful. Manner of noises coming out of people's windows. <laughs> oh my god. What's going walls. on here? I can go through here. Check it out. That's no, China. I mean the car. Oh, the car. Yeah. How's the car gonna get through this? Oh well, <laughs> never mind. So long story short, what you start realizing real soon is that like uh, China, yeah, they made a lot of advances in the last 20 years, but they're still so fucking far behind. It's not even funny. And uh, it's kind of crazy how far behind they are. And uh, it's pre it is pretty insane. But, uh, you know, at the same time, it's so far. It's crazy how far advanced they are. They're so far advanced. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, like, uh, you know, they're not totally cashless. You know what I mean? I know what you're saying. Like, uh, they are they are pretty cashless. You know, like, they're pretty cashless. But they're not 100%, not even close, you know. And China is, like, huge. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, empty space in between China. You know, they got those slaves, you know, in the Zhejiang, Zhejiang, whatever the fuck, region up north. Um, they got a lot of shit, so. Let me see. 
Need a little China there. Uh, but yeah, you know, China's, uh, yeah, you know, they're not doing so good, man. They're really not doing so well. They're doing pretty, pretty bad. And so they're dealing with a lot of natural disasters. They're dealing with food shortages. You know, they're dealing with, uh, you know, uh, like I said, they're locking everybody up. You know, their currency is also turning into shit. Um, I can go on and on. You know, um, it seems like Russia is the country that's pulling ahead here. But again, you know, Russia's not in any position to be like uh, the world reserve currency or trying to take over the world or anything like that. You know, they're just trying to take care of their own shit. You know, they just want to, you know, they, they're already big enough and they're just trying to do their own thing over there. Um, you know, I don't think they're really trying to like take over the world. You know, they probably just, they just want Ukraine and maybe a few other countries that used to be part of the USSR. Um, but when it comes to China, you know, China is really not in a position to take over the world either. You know, what the fuck are they going to do? What, they have, what, the best, strongest economy? Well, yeah, they got the strongest economy because they're like the biggest fucking country on the planet. They're like a billion plus people. Um, but other than that, you know, their yuan is not, you know what I mean? Their, their yuan is not any... Uh, um, what you might call it in any position to be world reserve currency. Like I said, you know, they're, they're in the yuan is in worse shape than the dollar. And um, when it comes to like culture, you know, no way. You know what I mean? Like uh, the the rest of the world would still rather have uh, American U.S. culture. You know what I mean? Like American culture over uh, you know Chinese culture any day of the day. You know, forget it. You can't even compare. Um, because remember, the, the Chinese culture comes with, uh, you know, the credit score and it comes with all that Chinese totalitarianism, you know, um, and people don't want that. They want freedom and they think that the U.S. is free. Um, but unfortunately, they, you know, they, you know, they don't know when, you know, I'm talking about other countries around the world. You know, when you're talking about the Ugandas and the Mexicos and the Hondurases and the, you know, the fucking Chile's and the, you know what I mean? The Lithuanias of the world, you know, you know, those countries out there, whatever the fuck, you know, the, you know, regular countries, you know, they think the U.S. is a land of the free and everything's all wonderful and hunky dory and same as Canada and same as Australia and same as other rich European nations. But that's far from the truth so uh you know you know we're gonna see a major change you know uh, a lot of times when uh you know a new world power emerges it's not who you think it is so for example you know the u.s you know being you know we became the world reserve currency we became the number one most powerful country in the world all of a sudden after world war ii huh so after World War Three, we don't fucking know. After we could have World War Three, and all of a sudden Brazil is the fucking you know uh, most powerful country in the world. You guys ever watch Starship Troopers? You know, so like how Brazil is like the fucking uh, the capital or whatever the fuck of the world. So I mean, you don't know. We don't fucking know, man. You know, we, all we got all you got to do is make sure you got yourself some cash flow. Make sure you know how to fuck, you know, meaning what, do you, what is cash flow? You know, have a business, you know, that's going to be paying you money. You know, and it doesn't matter what fucking currency it is. You know, whether it's dollars or euros or Bitcoin or fucking turtle shells, who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? As long as you've got a good business, you know what I mean, that uh, will bring you whatever currency is in fucking fashion at the moment, you're good. You're good to go. So, you know, do something like that. Also, you know, gold and silver are great. By the way, um... Someone in the chat said, Live Studios said, shout out to you, said, Uganda, they just found 12 trillion in gold. If they make their currency gold backed, 
we'll all be trying to move to Africa. Yeah, but that would also put a dent in the gold price and gold uh, stock. But yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I know, right? Move to Uganda. Yeah, but you're not going to get any of that gold. You're going to be, if you move to Uganda, you're going to be one of the slaves, you know? You're going to be working, or you're going to be a housekeeper for one of these Ugandan fucking princes. This is, you know, you're going to be like the housekeeper for fucking, uh, uh, remember the guy from, uh, um, Damn it, was it uh, coming to America? You know, fucking Eddie Murphy. You're going to be like uh, one of those fucking white slaves for, for Eddie Murphy. <laughs> you know, some shit like that. That's all you're going to be, you know, if you go out there. You, me, anybody. But anyways, that's... By the way, so I looked that up because I, when we were... That's why I was like a little quiet. I was like, I was doing a little search and looking it up. You're right. That is out there. Here, let me, let me show you guys. I mean, I did, there was a bunch of articles, you know, on it. But, you know, here you go. Look at that. See? Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah, I just did a quick search. See, Uganda gold. All right? See, Uganda says exploration shows 31 million. Whatever the fuck. It has a lot of gold. That's crazy, huh? 31 million tons of gold ore. Isn't that crazy? That's, yeah, a new article. Look, June 8th. So. That's the thing testing. So, yes, for sure, that's true. So, yeah, it's definitely going to affect the gold price. Uh, probably, like, in the negative. But who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? It, it, people, it, all it, I mean, all that news does is, uh, you know, kind of, like, uh, emphasize, you know, how, what is it, how uh, valuable gold is. So, if anything, if this brings the value of gold down for a minute, you know, buy the dip. You know what I mean? Like, are you kidding me? Because you already know, you know, as soon as the dollar, that's what I'm saying. Like, we might just go straight to a gold standard. Because that's the thing, as soon as, uh, you know, as soon as the fucking dollar fails and we have no currency, all, all currencies might just be gold-backed, you know what I mean? So, we're gonna, you know, we'll see, we'll figure it out. And we don't know how much gold the U.S. has, you know what I mean? Like, don't be, you know, getting it twisted out there, you know, um, you know, the U.S., you know, might have a lot of motherfucking gold, you know, in their bank, if you know what I'm saying. We have no idea. So, you know, we'll see. When the when but but again we're not gonna see until they run the dollar into the ground and it's gonna cause a lot of pain it's gonna cause a lot of pain you know as we see that dollar run into the ground but it's uh it's gonna happen that has to happen first and we're we're on our way to see that play out So yeah. See foreigners kicked out of China. So yeah, like foreigners are not wanted in China. They had not been wanted in China for since the whole COVID thing started, so and so like in China, you know, they make everybody believe in China, all right, that COVID, you know, the whole virus came out from outside of you know, outside of China, you know, the U.S. basically, you know, created COVID and gave it to China. You know, that's what that's what they that's what Chinese media and all the Chinese official shit says that uh, that it was uh, American Americans that fucking infected China. <laughs> well, you can't make this shit up, you know what I mean? But, Bruh. but yeah, so that's uh, <laughs> that's where we're at with that. You know what I mean? So that's uh, that's that situation. That's fucking hilarious. The hell is this? But yeah, you know, yeah, China's going through. And so why are they locking everybody up in China? 
Why is everybody up in China, you know, being locked up? Why are they stopping production? Why are they stopping everything? Um, oh, yeah, here, check this out. Hold on. How stupid do you have to be? But it just ramps up xenophobia. So now, if you're a foreigner living in a, in a building compound and there's been people, you know, like banging pots and pans, the government goes out and says foreign forces are inciting this. All your neighbors are going to look at you as if you're the person who's been inciting this. Yeah, you know? but there's a good point to make is that a huge chunk of people will laugh at of stuff. I've showed, I showed this story to mm. people outside of Shanghai that haven't seen this story. Yeah. And they all, the Chinese people rolled their eyes and laughed because this is outlandish yeah. to blame something like this. The problem is, is that a certain group of people will latch onto this. Yeah. The lost generation people, the red guard people that grew up under Chairman Mao. Yeah. And number two, it's not even the government's purpose to say, Oh, everyone out there now again. But yeah, anyway, so that's that's true. So any but anyway, so Opie says the American citizens are the largest army in the world. But yeah, you're right, Opie. And by the way, to add insult to injury, so right now, uh, me, American, you know, uh, in Mexico, all right, with my Mexican wife. Okay, uh, my Mexican wife still doesn't have her papers. You know, we've just never gone through that. She doesn't want her papers or whatever. We're happy here living in Mexico. But, you know, in order for her to get her papers, you know, she would have to go through this process. You already fucking know. It's hell on, on earth. It takes fucking forever just to her, for her to get her papers, you know, to become a citizen, even though we're married and yada, yada, yada. But anyways, long story short, if I have a kid, a, 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 a U.S., if I'm mean, sorry, if I, I, a U.S. citizen living in Mexico or living in any country in the world, I have a kid right now with my Mexican wife, as soon as that kid is born, that kid is not only a Mexican citizen, but he's also a U.S. citizen. How fucking crazy is that? So automatically, no matter where the fuck my kid is born on earth, he's a U.S. citizen. Plus whatever citizen of whatever country. Isn't that crazy? So it's like you can't even escape it if you want to. Like, Bruh. my kid, you know, so... But, you know, the only way for my kid to not be a U.S. citizen is for me to, you know, never tell, you know, if I have a kid, is to never tell the U.S. government that I have a kid. You know what I mean? And just do his Mexican paperwork or whatever, and that's it. But just keep him off the grid and never, you know, tell the U.S. government I have a kid in Mexico. And that way he doesn't get his, uh, you know, he doesn't get, you know, the citizenship because all that citizenship is going to do is just uh, make him sure, make sure that he gets uh, taxed, you know. It was just fucking crazy. So, you know, no need for that. Isn't that crazy? If he wants to get it, he it's it's like that. But, you know, I'll let him decide that when he gets older. If he gets older. Him, her. So, yeah, man. Let me see. Let me see what other content. Here, let's check Russia out. Mm -hmm. guys, uh... So anyways, I think, wait, what time is it? It's almost uh, 10 o'clock. Okay, so, hey, we're, we're trying to do like an hour and a half here on these things. Uh, do you guys have any comments, any, anything you guys want to chat about? I don't even know. How many people are watching? I have no idea. I don't really keep track here. 
But anyways, um, yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying these shows. You know, I'm going to see if I can upload regular episodes, you know what I mean? Like uh, on the on, on the channel as well going forward. But, uh, but yeah, like to me, it's like there's a lot of crazy things going on. You know, today I just wanted to show you guys, you know, um, what's kind of going on for real. Um, let me see if I can. I mean, so look, I don't think China's a threat. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, there's just too many reasons as to why I don't think, you know, uh, they're a threat. Let me see. Man, I'm trying to find that. Uh, I used to I used to have all these videos, or these channels that had like really good uh, China news. I don't know why I can't find it now. All of a sudden, maybe they got banned. I doubt it because you know a lot of the, you know, um, you know, there's a lot more. Chi there's no China censorship anymore. You know what I mean? But yeah, you know, Mexico's going through a lot of crazy shit too. You know what I mean? Mexico's, you know, also going to be a major power to contend with going forward. You know, so, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, they're not really, uh, you know, a lot of people are really not, uh, what is it, like uh, taking Mexico seriously either. Same as India. You know? Nick Narujulu says, oh, man, I have a lot to say. Do you? Do you know? <laughs> Let me see. Let me see what else we got here. Deed, 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 deed. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but, yeah, anyway, so, you know, right now, like the whole U.S., you know, uh, situation is, uh, you know, U.S. is weak. And so other countries are kind of like uh, taking their time to strike. But, you know, when it's all said and done, I don't think that, you know, the U.S. is uh, going anywhere, you know, to tell you the truth. And uh, you got to remember, you know, Europe's, uh, you know, army, you know, most of Europe's, uh, you know, army is funded by, subsidized by the United States of America. You know, so, you know, the United States' uh, army is... You know, basically the European army, the uh, U.S. military, um, you know, the U.S. military is very strong, very powerful. You know, um, no matter how hard times, you know, how, how hard our times we go, I think we'll be fine. You know what I mean? So, um, but again, it's all going to depend on the currency. No, sorry, I had to sneeze there. Anyway, so, uh, but yeah, I think it's all going to depend on the currency. So we're going to all see that. And I think that the U.S. is not going to just, uh, you know, allow, uh, you know, the U.S. dollar to like fail. And then all of a sudden there's uh, no U.S. dollar, um, you know, equivalent uh, to back it, you know, uh, meaning, you know, I think that the, I think if the, once the U.S. dollar fails, I honestly, this is what I really think is going to happen. I think once the U.S. dollar fails, I think that the U.S. already has a backup and uh, it's ready to roll out. And um, depending on the situation, I think that, that that's going to depend on how and what currency they bring out. Now, because of Russia's uh, aggression and, uh, and what Russia's doing right now, it will force America, the U.S. of A., plus China and any other country out there, um, you know, to 
you know, put up or shut up. So what's going to determine, you know, the world reserve currency, I think, going forward is going to be, again, who's going to, who has the largest pile of gold, the largest pile of commodities in their bank account at the end of the day. And right now, um, you know, Russia's uh, putting a case for that. You know, they're, they're making a huge case for that because, you know, the petrol dollar, the dollar, it's failing and, uh, you know, people don't want it no more because it's, it's a currency, you know, based on debt. And, you know, um, there's a lot of currencies that are based on debt. And the banking system as we know it is not, you know, going to last for much longer. Yes, we're going to have banks. Yes, we're going to have a banking system. You know, yes, we're going to have cryptocurrency. We're going to have a lot of things. But, you know, we're not going to have, you know, this, uh, I think, this world that's controlled by uh, world central banks the way that uh, we're used to. You know, because right now the world central banks, you know, they run the show. You know, they, they, they do. And um, I think that that's also kind of coming to an end, you know, or, or at least, you know, their influence is not going to be as deep or as powerful as it used to be. And, um, you know, again, it's not just because of the cryptocurrency thing, but it's going to be a lot of factors. You know, right now, you know, the, the bankers, you know, they run their banks, you know, through the Fed, you know, through the world, uh, you know, um, what is it? Through the world... Um, monetary fund sorry there we go that's what i meant uh, the world so you know the world uh sorry <laughs> you know like the world monetary fund you know um along uh, alongside all the other central banks you know they're basically kind of run by the u.s fed um and once that fails you know what i mean like these central banks you know they're trying to set something else up you know um whether it's bricks or something else but you know the thing with the bricks like i'm sorry i'm sorry bricks sorry late it's getting late here not bricks bricks is something completely different again all these nations that are backing their currencies with commodities you know with like in gold silver oil whatever you know they're creating trying to create this new currency you know um but anyways they're trying to topple the dollar but regardless you know what i mean like these central banks you know what i mean their currency you know what i mean that you know they're trying to create whether it's the sdr or whatever fucking you know uh you know world currency they're trying to create you know um it's not going to work because it's all based on debt you know again you know uh the world monetary fund the imf you know the international monetary fund you know all the international monetary fund they're the ones that are behind getting all these third world countries all these small nations into debt you know um so much debt that they owe these banks their country or you know again you know um so a lot of people are like oh china you know is out there you know going to africa and going to all these small countries and they're you know indebting them and then kind of taking over well look first of all the u.s has been doing that for a while then you know the whole imf and uh, and you know like uh you know not just the international monetary fund but all these uh you know uh well the imf is basically the one that's behind that but you know it, it's all like a system you know there's the bis you know uh the imf and uh and the which one and the first one <laughs> but anyways long story short you know um you know these fucking banks you know all that shit's coming to an end you know because again they're all based on the currencies like the euro the dollar and they're all based on debt and you know that's all coming to an end and uh and again you know um the reason it's coming to an end is because you know once we reestablish, and I mean, let's say that you know again, once you know uh, the what is it the the chicken comes home to roost, and um, it's come the time to put up or shut up because you know right now again Russia is pushing along with other countries. You know, hey, look, our currency's strong, and we're 
now a strong currency stronger than the dollar because you know hey we're backed in commodities we're taking over countries you know we're doing all this fucking shit while you're doing the opposite and you're full of debt nobody wants your shit so you know they're gonna force the u.s you know along other countries to again you know hey put up a shut up hey you know is your currency backed by something you know whether you know is it backed by gold is it backed by something and so you know obviously i think that this president that we have in the u.s right now he's not going to do any of that i think we're, he's going to run it into the ground and then the next president we have you know he's going to be a very uh conservative president i don't know who the fuck it is but whoever that is you know and then he's going to push you know strong for hey we need a new currency because our currency is failing and we can't be number you know we have to be number one and yada 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 and we got gold and we got oil and we got the military and we got america and whatever the fuck you know and uh, he's going to push for the new american you know world reserve currency and um, if, you know, if we can establish one, you know, again, because we can back it up, you know, not the petrodollar, but some other, you know, some other form of that, then, hey, yeah, you know, I think we'll be all right. But, you know, regardless, I don't think it's going to just end up like that, man. I think we're really at a, at a point right now where, you know, as the dollar fails and we, you know, the dollar reestablishes itself, I think that, you know, it's going to be a free for all and every country is going to want to do something. You know what I mean? Want to have like their own... Uh, you know, say, or at least have more sovereignty over, you know, the value of their currency, you know what I mean? Like, or, or more, you know, at least allow the, the free market, the open market, you know, to, to determine f value, you know, um, fair value, real value, you know, on their currency instead of the dollar or U.S. politics towards a country, you know what I mean? It's, it's because, again, you know, a lot of people, like, you know, they don't understand why uh, Cuba or Venezuela or other countries have failed. Yes, sure, politics have kind of sucked there. But you know what? There's a lot of countries with even shittier politics, and they haven't failed that miserably. And, uh, you know, the reason really is be because, again, you know, the, the war, the economic war that the U.S., the mighty U.S. has caused in those countries and other countries. And uh, because those countries, you know, uh, you know, Again, at least for the case of Venezuela, has assets like oil and other commodities that they can still stay afloat on. Um, that's what it's allowed them, you know, to to you know continue, you know, kind of chugging along and fighting and whatever. But anywho, you know, we're living through some interesting times. You know, so they're like along the Russia-China border there, I think. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to see, we're, you know, again, now, like I said, we, when uh, with Russia invading Ukraine, I think that they really pushed, you know, they really pushed the, the ahead on like, okay, we're going to need to reestablish a brand new world reserve currency or a brand new currency or something, you know, and um, that's why they're pushing for BRICS. You know, that's, you know, their new BRICS uh, currency or they're, they're pushing for, you know, um, anything, something, you know, um, because... The whole BRICS thing is just trying to be like, you know, nice about it, you know, but that's more like a, like a new Bretton Woods, you know, um, the my new, like, you, you, if you guys don't know what Bretton, the Bretton Woods uh, agreement was, you know, look it up. Um, but, you know, um, you know, we're going to need to reestablish a new currency soon. And I hope it's the dollar, you know, as an American, I, I think we all do. But uh, for the most part gonna be very interesting to see you know what i mean what new currency uh, gets reestablished but you know again you know just going back to, to what i was saying earlier if you got month cash flow 
Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Like, really, you know what, I mean? what currency it is. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to be okay. So, as long as you survive, you know, as long as you know what you're doing, you'll be all right. But, you know, I don't know, man. You know, like, it's going to take a lot to take down the U.S. You know, there's no other nation that comes close, you know, when it comes to, like, military power. <laughs> you know, number one. You know, like, uh, no matter how many gay fucks, you know, we got in the military. You know what I mean? Again, I, haven't, I got nothing against gays. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to be, you know, funny. You know, because of the whole uh, trend, you know, whole situation we got now with the army and the military. But, you know, again, it doesn't matter how gay our army is. We're going to be fine. <laughs> You know, we're still pretty, pretty tough and pretty badass. And again, you know, um, we, um, what is it? We um, maintain armies throughout the world. So, you know, most of Europe's army is our army. Most of uh, other armies and nations that uh, are our allies, you know, are, is our army. So, you know, we got armies in Korea, we got armies all over fucking Europe, we got armies in the fucking, you know, everywhere, okay? All right, <laughs> we got them up your fucking ass. All right, so you know Russia can't really say that. You know they're not. You know they're not trying to fucking be that. You know China, not even close. You know what I mean? Get out of here. You know they got fucking paper airplanes and shit out there. You know so yeah. So when it comes to the fucking army, you know you gotta remember. You know like and, and you gotta still enforce these things. You know look if we didn't have the army, if the USA didn't have the army that it did that it does. The U.S. currency, the U.S. dollar would have already been kaput. It would have already been done. You know what I mean? Like, one of the things that kept the British pound, uh, the world reserve currency for such a long time was the British Army, the British Naval Army, you know, fleet, the Navy, you know, uh, the military. Um, but then after World War II, and then have shit, you know what I mean? Like, uh, the U.S. was the only one. They were the most powerful ones, and then they became... So it's the same shit, you know what I mean? It's whoever becomes the most powerful country. Now, if all of a sudden our own country, the USA, goes into civil war and we start fighting with each other, we cannot maintain the armies in Europe. We cannot maintain the armies, you know, in Korea, in Japan, all over the world. You know, we cannot maintain our own army. You know, we cannot maintain our own army abroad as well. You know what I mean? Not just these are armies that we maintain. Um, and then, you know, a lot of our own military is going to be... You know, at home, you know, fighting the people or some shit like that. So, you know, um, that's the worst case scenario. I really hope we don't go down that route. Um, but if that's the case, then 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 all then it's all fucking. You know, there ain't no U.S. dollar, world reserve currency or anything like that. And um, then it really would be sovereign, and it really would be just a free for all. And we'll see. So, look at that. Hanson says, "Shout out to Hanson." Shit, man. Daily Wire signed Jordan Peterson. That's awesome. When, they, when, when Jose? When are they going to sign me? Uh, I should be on the Daily Wire, right? <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah, you know, um, I think that right now um, the U.S. is definitely uh, hitting a speed bump. You know, uh, it's definitely not going to be easy. Things are going to kind of suck for a while. But, you know, for, for anyone to say, like, oh, the U.S. is done, the empire is done, you know, the, you know, China's taking over, blah, blah, nah, listen, man, a lot of motherfucking things have to happen. Even after, for example, like, when the Roman Empire fell, if you guys do some research, the fucking Roman Empire didn't fucking fall, and then, like, fucking Turkestan fucking took over the next day. No, bro, no. Okay, the fucking Roman Empire took fucking centuries to dissolve, okay? Took a long motherfucking time, all right? And um, we still have Roman uh, 
Empire, um, whatchamacallit, like, um, we still have Roman, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> um, customs, not customs, but, um, yeah, you know, things from back then that we still hold, you know, things from the Roman Empire, you know what I mean? Things from back then that we uh, still do today, you know? So, you know, that's how powerful the fucking, and so I think the American Empire, you know, is pretty close to that, you know, uh, you know, the Spaniards, you know, did that with their empire. You know, England did that. You know, um, there's been many empires that have been, you know, very influential, you know, around the fucking world. And uh, we're no different. We are no different. So, you know, right now, you know, uh, if, if another empire, if anyone else, what the fuck are we watching here, bro? Anyways, if we're, <laughs> what the fuck was that, bro? Fucking Vin Diesel selling... Bruh. Fucking hair products or whatever. Anyway, so, um, so you know what I mean? Like, in order for the for some, you know, other empire to topple the U.S. empire, you know, they need to topple our military. They need to topple our culture, okay? Which, again, I don't, I don't see any country doing either of those, okay? And they need to topple our currency, which, again, you know, still hasn't done. You know, we still haven't even come close to that. So, yeah, man. Yes, a lot of Western culture is based on Roman customs. I think that is what you're looking for. Yes, yes. So, yeah, that's basically it. So, I mean, yeah, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's not uh, it's not over. The fat lady has not sung. And we have a lot of fat ladies, okay? We have a lot of fat ladies. Wow. And they have yet to sing, okay? So, we're good. Thank God. <laughs> Please don't sing. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Hold on. How dare you? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I think, uh, I think it's not, it's not that bad. You know what I mean? I really don't think, you know, China's in any position to be taking over anytime soon. You know, they're so far from being a, uh, a world reserve currency or a world superpower. You know, come on. Their army cannot compete with ours. You know what I mean? Like, it just cannot, you know, and, um... You know, our army, our army, our military is a lot bigger. You know I mean, again, if, our, if all of a sudden China is going to war with us, they're going to war with fucking Europe. They're going with, you know, war to, you know, with uh, Australia. They're going to war with, you know, a bunch of other fucking countries. You know what I mean? Like Japan, Korea, I can go on and on. And, you know, we got fucking military bases right up their ass. They ain't got no Chinese nothing out here. They ain't no fucking military base in Mexico with Chinese nothing on it, all right? Get the fuck out of here. So, you know, the, I mean, the closest is maybe Canada. <laughs> but that's another story. <laughs> fucking Trudeau, motherfucking motherfucker. Anyways, so, anyways, so, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know, man. It's, it's really not what we think, so... If you look at, you know, how people are living in China right now, you know, if you look at how, uh, man, I don't know. Let me see if I can find those videos, man. I really got to, I want to show you those, man. Fuck. Mm. Oh, there we go. Yes, I found the channel. Shit. I knew it. Okay, here we go. All right, I, I haven't seen this. No, let me see. Something new.
Okay, so <clears throat> so see, look right here. See, these are all the videos. Which videos? or let it rot. Recently, the term bailan or let it rot has become popular among young people in China. Prior to this trend, it was tongping or lying flat. On the Chinese social media platform Weibo, topics related to bailan have generated hundreds of millions of reads and discussions since March 2022. Frustrated by the growing uncertainty and lack of economic opportunities, young Chinese are resorting to this new buzzword, Bai Lan, to express their attitude toward life. It means voluntarily giving up the pursuit of life goals because they realize that they are simply unattainable. Someone has to be a loser, why not me? It has become the iconic slogan of the waste group. Similar Chinese expressions include, to smash a cracked pot, or, Dead pigs are not afraid of boiling water. What are the behaviors of Bailan? On a Quora-like Chinese website, it's summarized as follows. My life is a mess. My attitude towards work. Why don't I quit my job? Gaming? Losing is fine. Weight loss? I don't care if I die from obesity. Old age? I quit living. Some people describe it this way. Sleep until 11 o'clock in the morning. Get up and order takeout. Turn on the computer to watch live streaming. Stare at the computer screen all day, grinning. Hiding under the covers at 12 o'clock at night, thinking about life, while turning on various social media platforms on the phone, raging against the injustice of this society. That's in China. Another, more brilliant summary goes like this. Previously, sounds sounds familiar, right? Sounds familiar? So as I'm saying, like, you know, like, and by the way, remember, China's humongous. So shit that's going out there, shit that's going on over there, it's a lot worse, you know what I mean, than it is over here because there's just so much more people, more everything. And again, they're way more behind than we are. People called me a loser. I replied, damn, who are you talking about? Now, when people call me a loser, I reply, you're a good judge of character. Chinese youth aren't just venting their frustrations verbally. There are more and more of them practicing it in reality. One thing that Bai Lan and Tong Ping have in common is they are both homebound. By the way, Fox Mulder out there, he's like, the U.S. supply of diesel engine oil could run out in a matter of months. No more semi-trucks, no more groceries, no more. Listen, by the way, Mexico right below, okay, they have the largest oil reserves, okay, like in the world, one of the largest, okay? And uh, guess who you're going to be fucking buying your oil from? Mexico. So Mexico's going to be a very rich country. That's right. So anyways, I, I, I'm living out here now. Fuck yeah. Because in case you... But anyways, but yeah, no, no, listen. You're going to be fine. Remember, all these crises is just, you know, in order to get, you know, shit worse. But uh, yeah, no. You know what I mean? You'll be fine. I mean, oil is right there. By the way, there's no shortages or anything like that out here. There's nothing like that. We have inflation. We have a lot of things because, you know, our, our, our the currency out here in Mexico is very closely tied to the dollar. But, you know, other than that, you know what I mean? It says, yeah, yeah, no, no. Like, you'll be fine. You know what I mean? Like... uh. The thing, the thing that sucks about the USA is that you have no manufacturing anymore, man. You fucking, you know, got rid of everything. So it, it, the thing is, it's like it's going to be uh, a rough time while the U.S. 
you know, uh, restarts all its manufacturing again, and, and then you'll be fine. Because the thing is that you need manufacturing, man. You know, you need people to fucking make blue jeans. You need people to fucking make, uh, you know, shoes and pillows and fucking, uh, you know, whatever the fuck it is, man. You know, uh, instead of shipping everything from China. Which, by the way, you know, all that shit that's shipped from China has, like, all this chemicals and it's poison. It's all this crazy shit. You know what I mean? I want, you know, like, everything in Mexico, like, everything I buy, it says, like, made in Mexico for the most part. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you want. You remember, I, when I was growing up, back in the 80s, I remember everything was, like, made in the USA. What the fuck, man? So we got to get back to that. And we will, but it's going to be, you know, we got to get that started again. And, you yeah, know, so. But anyways, back to China. Back to what's going on in China real quick, you know? Stay. I say Mexico and Israel should join BRICS. Yeah, but you know the thing is that I, that's what I think. I really think that you know the whole BRICS thing is is basically just uh, to have a currency so that they can uh, you know deal with you know the USA and deal with other countries. But let's say that Russia and Mexico are dealing with themselves, you know, over whatever business, they're just gonna deal with it. That's it. They don't get a fucking problem. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. You know, so most countries are just gonna trade. It's it's not you know it. It's, you know, it's like, you know, yeah, 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 no, it's, uh, this whole BRICS thing is really more to, to help facilitate trade with, uh, European nations and, uh, and all this other shit. And at the end of the day, man, you know, they're trying to create a currency, you know, like I'd say, like, look, how that, how the BRICS currency is going to work, you know, if they establish it is that they're going to have, again, again, Russia. You know, uh, India, you know, Brazil, um, whatever, South Africa, I forgot what other country. Um, but, um, you know, all these countries, you know, um, they're going to be part of the BRICS nations. You know, they're all going to have their currency, their individual currency is going to be, you know, um, valued at something. Okay. And that value is coming from gold, silver, oil, you know, the commodities. Okay. And then that what they're going to do is get all five of those BRICS countries. All right. And they're going to average out the value of each one of those currencies and then the average that's going to be the value of the bricks you know what i mean so i know it's a little complicated but that's basically it you know that's kind of like how it's going to work so at the end of the day you know what i mean for most countries if they're going to just be dealing one-to-one -one, you know what i mean like i'm just you know mexico dealing with russia um you know uh, indonesia dealing with russia indonesia dealing with south africa whatever you know what i mean cuba dealing with africa they're just going to deal with their currency they're not going to deal with a BRICS currency that BRICS currency is also not going to be you know valuing other currencies or valuing other things you know it's just going to be again like a tool to kind of just help you know certain nations you know what i mean out there you know again like europe you know i know europe is not a nation you know but you know nations in europe the usa canada whatever you know so they can uh I guess, you know, have something, you know, they can revalue, you know, but, but at the end of the day, look, it, it doesn't really not going to make any sense, man. I, I, I've never believed in SDRs and bricks and any of this shit is fucking retarded, man. You know what I mean? It should just be one currency. That's it. And that currency should be, you know, backed by gold. And it should be, again, the most powerful currency. If there's going to be a currency, that's going to be the one that's going to give value. It should always, it's the same as it always is, man. It's always been the most powerful fucking nation. How, how do you determine that? Powerful culture powerful army you know powerful economy so you know we gotta get our it's, right now the whole world is gonna go to shit okay and as we rebuild we're gonna see we're gonna see if the usa you know rebuilds the best i think we will we i hope we do if not we're fucked you know but that's that's it
That's it. And so other countries, you know, right now, like Mexico, um, you know, other countries in Africa, other countries in Latin America, you know, but mainly like, for example, Mexico, um, uh, Brazil, um, Argentina, in some cases, you know, South Africa, um, <clears throat> sorry, other other countries, you know, Nigeria um, and, and other countries, you know, what I mean, like out there, you know, you know who you are, you know. I don't know who you are, but anyways, but but these countries, you know what I mean? They got very, India. They got very powerful fucking economies already, man. And they can, you know, hold on their own. They don't need the fucking dollar to value their shit. All right, or or any other currency to, for for that matter. You know what I mean? So, you know, we're gonna see, man. You know, we're gonna see. Like, uh, it's it's gonna be very interesting. But this is why you want to hold things like gold and silver, Bitcoin. You know, knowledge, you know, uh, live in a place where the supply chain is not going to be disrupted. You know, because in Mexico, I'm not really, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not really worried because, again, a lot of things are grown in Mexico, made in Mexico. You know what I mean? And we don't have any problems, you know, with any relationships with the USA or China or any country out there. And if all of a sudden we don't get shipments from China or whatever, we'll be fucking fine. You know, they're already building, you know, um, uh, you know, microchip plants out here. You know, we already got our own oil. We already got our own, you know, lithium. You know, Tesla's building shit out here. You know, we, we, you know, Mexico's fucking, you know, the hardest working country in the world. And again, I'm just talking about Mexico. There's so many other countries out there. If you go look at Africa and you go see Nigeria and you look at like, um, you know, other countries in Africa, that, you know, that are already like pretty like, like what you know established you're like holy shit man what niger you i mean do you guys want to see fucking nigeria here i'll show you nigeria man here being at home all year round not going to work not going to school or making friends not getting married and having no children they isolate themselves from society this group is similar to the western net group or not in employment education or training there is an online group concerning this subject on Baidu, the top search engine in China, which has over 830,000 followers. On China's third largest online platform, Douban, similar groups such as Home Crouching Minor League have more than 20,000 active members as well. The logic of Bailan is, trying hard doesn't always pay off, not trying means always being comfortable. When young people actively choose to quit, their bosses and parents, their social circles, and the wider community can no longer make demands and criticize them. Theoretically, an attitude of letting it rot can bring these young people back to a stress-free state in the face of pressure. A Chinese netizen said, Since I have seen through what Bai Lan is all about, it's like a big burden has been lifted. I'm just an ordinary person. When I first got out of school, I thought I must work hard to make big money and get a side business as well. Later, I found that even if I worked hard, there wasn't much difference in salary and the side business wasn't going well. So I was tired as a whole. And then later, I found out that I would not enjoy life with more or less money. And it's impossible to buy a house or car with just a salary. After realizing all this, I stopped trying. People have compared Bai Lan with Tong Ping, or Let It Rot versus Lie Flat in English. The two phrases share a similar gene, but they signify a quantitative and qualitative change. Lying flat is a kind of low-desire life. People don't buy houses and cars, or even fall in love, get married or have children, and work at low-paying jobs or not work at all to maintain a minimum standard of living. 
The Tongping movement was started by a young man who shared online about staying idle at home for two years. He described it as not working, not doing any labor, occasionally doing odd jobs, and spending just over 200 RMB a month. He declared, lying flat is justice. When it comes to Bailan, it's to give up any long-term planning and actions, to enjoy life in advance, to kill time, and not care about the future. In the eyes of many young people, nothing matters, and everything can be let go. They even believe that many others are actually engaging in this lifestyle already, except they don't know it. State media have taken note of this trend. In the official media articles that aim at encouraging youth, the young people of China are explicitly asked to refuse to buy land in thought, attitude and action, so that they can live up to the ardent expectations of the party and the people and achieve a glorious life with youth and hard work. Chinese Todd Meeks says, uh, those are facts. I was just there during Christmas New Year season for like six weeks and everyone back. And here's food shortage. I saw, yeah, there's no, yeah, so I live in Mexico. Yeah, there's no shortages out here. Look, we have inflation. Don't get me wrong. Um, as an, as me, I don't really feel it per se, you know, with my, by the way, my income is terrible. You know what I mean? But like in, out here, you know, I can kind of survive. You know what I mean? Like it's no big deal. Shout out to all you uh, patrons and everyone's, you know, donating and sending money and yada, yada, yada. Being, but anyways, uh, you know, out here, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, things are going up in price just like in the U.S. For, like, the typical Mexican, it kind of sucks, you know, like in the U.S., but it's nowhere near what in the U.S. is, you know? Things are still fucking crazy cheap out here. But, you know, certain things like meat are expensive, you know what I mean? They're getting expensive, and things are getting expensive out here, too. But, you know, it is what it is. And what is this video? It's, uh, it's, it's China Insights, you see? I think. Anyways, China Insights is a channel. Official media sounds like they're giving up on their on their version of the Chinese dream, the American dream. Like many are here, I actually feel yes, exactly yes. So you know, a lot of fucking people think, oh, China powerful, oh, they're gonna kick our ass and whatever. No man, no, no. What the fuck, they're going through worse fucking shit over there than they are. They got more fucking virgins than we do. Okay, like for reals. Like has also published. Anyways, here let me show you some uh, Uganda, you know, or fucking uh, Nigeria, or fucking was it you know anyway so. I know here for DW Travel reporting from Lagos, Nigeria. I am currently in the center of the city at a place called Marina. And this place is home to one of the biggest markets in Nigeria. Today I'm going to be taking you around Lagos and showing you some of the nicest spots and best places to visit if you're coming to Lagos, Nigeria for the first time. So come along with me while I show you the diversity of Lagos, Nigeria. See, it's not Lagos like, is the most popular city in Nigeria and in Africa. It's it has not like, about 20 you know, what people think, you know what I mean? Like it's not, you know what I mean? Like fucking people living people in huts from and more shit, than 250 you know? ethnic groups. It is also the economic and financial hub of Nigeria. It is a city filled with a vibrant culture, lifestyle, and it has many amazing locations that you should definitely check out if you're traveling down here for the first time. First off, let's check out the Lekki Arts and Craft Market, which is tucked away in one corner of the Lekki Ekbe Expressway. It is one of the biggest arts and craft markets in Nigeria, with a variety of professional. Anyways, yeah, we're not gonna watch over this. Like, uh, this, this video might get me in trouble. But anyways, home to luxurious beach houses like the Lighthouse Beach House, which is named after the old lighthouse that can be found further inland. 
Last on our list is Badagri, which is a small coastal town located between Lagos and the Seme border in Benin Republic. Uh, today we are headed. But anyways, fucking. Uh, An opinion piece with the headline Bailan is not desirable. What is lacking is a period of down to earth efforts. In early May of this year, China's President Xi Jinping encouraged the country's youth to establish great ideals and incorporate their personal goals into the bigger picture of the Chinese nation. Yeah, 200 million people in Nigeria. I mean, remember the USA has like 350 million, Mexico has like 200 million or less than that. And people. For the party and the country, youth are the most worthy of love and expectation. Young people are like saplings that thrive on the earth and one day they will grow into towering trees and hold up the sky. Young people are like the rising sun that constantly gathers energy. And one day they will shine in every corner of the earth with their heat and light. The hope of the party and the country rests on the youth. But it's too difficult to meet the party's demands. The social system created by the Chinese Communist Party, or CCP, is the real cause of young people choosing to lie flat and let it rot. Chinese netizens write, I want to live a normal life too, but how can I be normal when the society is not normal? Under the hashtag Tongping and Bailan, one comment reads, it's too hard for young people to get ahead, and working hard is not worth it. A typical scenario for people of Bailan is, no matter how hard one works, one can't afford to buy a home, and no matter how hard one works, one can't get a promotion. What is the point of working hard? So let it rot. This is something that even the official media of the CCP is well aware of. An article published by the CCP's official media, Red China, tries to analyze this current trend among the youth. It alludes to it as a systemic problem. With limited resources and unlimited desires, if there is no publicly accepted method of distribution that people are willing to follow, the competition for resources will become brutal and bloody, and society is likely to turn into a jungle where in order to get their way, everyone has to compete and even destroy each other. The downward pressure on the economy, the impact of the outbreak, and the deterioration of the international environment have made it more difficult for this generation of young people to get a job, and even tougher to cross the class. The exceptionally fierce competition fills them with anxiety. For example, the high cost of housing in China makes it very difficult for young men to get a wife without a house, while those who have already bought a house have practically become slaves to it. Salaries haven't increased in the past two years. The company is even laying off employees now. Salaries have been shrinking. Due to the outbreak a while ago, I worked from home. The company only pays basic wages. A month's salary for both of us together is just enough to pay off the mortgage. Sometimes it's not even enough. At the moment, it seems impossible to get a raise. There is only so much money every month. It's lucky that we don't lose our jobs. Together, we as a couple make 7,500 yuan. The mortgage payment is nearly 6,000 yuan, plus a few thousand yuan a year in property fees. After paying bills like heating, gas and water, there is no money left. I am embarrassed to ask my parents for money, because they have to borrow too. 
We owe the mortgage. We have got ourselves several credit cards. We just swipe the cards again and again. Now I'm scared to check my balance. The man who shot the video also said that it's not just their family struggle. His colleagues are more or less the same, and some of them are already planning to sell and rent from now on. After my co-worker mentioned selling, actually, I also want to sell my home. But when I bought it, the home price was high. It has dropped in the past two years. If I sell it, I will surely have to pay a lot of money. It is going to be difficult whether I sell it or not. I will just live from day to day. I will rely on a few credit cards to go back and forth. But when I think of my child attending school and having to pay school fees, I get worried. I can't sleep at night. China's National Bureau of Statistics released unemployment figures for April and May 16th. The numbers show that... So again, as you guys can see, you know what I mean? China, you know, is going through a very similar situation. Again, probably worse, most likely worse in a lot of cases. Uh, um, when compared to the U.S., for example, when it comes to, again, the economy and uh, how people are reacting to, like, not wanting to work or not wanting to do anything and yada, yada, yada. So, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, you know, we can keep going with this, you know what I mean? But, well, yeah, I mean, let's keep watching this video, I guess. You know, it's pretty interesting. We'll watch another one on China and this. That the outbreak has made the problem of youth unemployment more serious with the surveyed unemployment rate for people aged 16 to 24 at 18.2% up 2.2 wow. percentage points from the previous month. Wow. And this is again, it's the highest unemployment. This is a very recent video. It was like about a month old or two, you know. Great. Since official rates changing more, it's probably worse, but still, it's pretty fucking bad. So it's about the same as the U.S. The U.S. really lies, and again, you know, the U the China also lies. So think about that. Think about how much they lie, and that's what they're reporting. Records began, and official figures in China are often retouched to diminish the severity. One comment on social media Weibo reads, Since it's the most difficult graduation season to find a job ever, might as well buy lawn and take a rest at home. This And the thing is, remember, this is also not including, this is also not including, uh, you know, all the lockdowns. Remember, there's been a lot of lockdowns, you know, in the last few months several months you know uh in china so why are they locking everybody down well it's because again they don't want people to work they're there it's 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 bad man you know what i mean the whole thing is fucking bad over there it's, it's a lot worse over there than here you know and then in the u.s or wherever summer china will see tens of millions of college graduates due to the recent dynamic zero policy of the ccp many major cities have been locked down seriously impacting china's economy and the graduates are facing the worst employment downturn According to the 2022 College Student Employability Research Report released by Julian Recruitment, as of May, the contracting rate for male graduates was about 23% and for female graduates only 10%, both lower than last year. A recent list of... By the way, up there, top left, you see China Insights. China Insights, top left, that's, uh, that's the, the website. That's a YouTube shit channel. servants to be hired even had PhD students from Peking University competing for positions as grassroots city administrators. Imagine a doctoral student graduating from one of China's top universities with a future like this. A dozen people drove a man who was selling roasted sweet potatoes off the streets and confiscated his stove.
That's their Antifa, their version of Antifa. They don't want the guy to sell peanuts or whatever. Surveys show that the number of singles in China is now as high as 200 million. It means one out of every seven people is single on average. Afraid to love, unwilling to love, too lazy to love can be said to perfectly illustrate the state of modern young people towards marriage and romance. Some of the reasons for not getting married are due to financial pressure, some are due to mistrust of marriage, and sometimes a combination of both. This is a Beijing resident interviewed by a young female reporter on the street. Do people in Beijing feel the pressure in buying a home? The salary of a Beijing resident can't afford to buy a home, even in 10 lifetimes. I don't know if you have a family or not. When I started a family, I had 500 yuan in savings. 500 yuan was okay to get married. You want to start a family now? Even with the savings of 50,000 yuan, do you dare to get married? Like you girls, you can get married with 50,000 yuan in your family. If it was a boy, even if he had 500,000 yuan in his family, would he dare to get a wife? Go back and ask your parents, were they used to having this kind of pressure before? Why is it difficult to get married now? The pompous, corrupt culture. Society has taught the kids to focus entirely on money, to look at other people's mansions, luxury cars, helicopters and yachts. Everything is measured by money. It has ruined a generation of people. They are an empty generation, lonely, sad, and pathetic. I tell you, if these young people can't stand up for themselves, no matter how much money they spend to get married, this marriage will never be happy. Their marriages will be like shooting stars in the sky. They will get divorced right after getting married. The man isn't... Wait, is the volume low? Is everything low, really? I had no idea. Well, I mean, nobody said anything about the volume the whole time. I thought the volume and the sound on everything was fine. Sorry. Wrong. Young people in China do get divorced easily. In China's marriage registries, where couples get their marriage certificates, there are even longer lines of people getting divorced. The recent popularity of Bailan has also been linked to this year's outbreak. The metropolitan Shanghai was recently hit by the outbreak. Its strict lockdown controls that have caused many tragedies are being enacted in several parts of the country, causing increasing anxiety among many young Chinese with limited upward mobility. Earlier in May, in particular, quarantine workers entered residents' homes at will in the name of disinfection and sterilization. They broke in and took away healthy residents in the name of quarantine. A video of Chinese people shouting, this is our last generation, in defiance of the unreasonable quarantine policy, went viral online and was once a top trending term on Weibo, but was quickly deleted. Many Chinese see it as an expression of the desperation and anguish of China's younger generation. We are telling you, listen carefully, you will be punished by public security when the time comes. You are not qualified to forcefully take us away. Sorry. Whether we are qualified, you can be the judge based on the law. 
I tell you, we have informed you, it's on you now. A lot of Chinese are moving to Mexico and moving outside If you don't follow the city's orders, you will be punished, and it will affect three generations of your family. We are the last generation. Thank you. This has taken away the last bit of dream of the young people. What is the point of working hard when you can lose your basic rights as a human being when your home can be broken into and when your private items can be thrown away at will? That's communism. Yeah, because a Chinese lot of these, people the thing is once thought these, that a, a, ah, sorry. a lot of these young Chinese kids, you know, they grew up in a capitalist China, you know, very capitalist. And so, you know, there were rules, you know, the communist rules are very strict, but very rarely enforced, you know, and basically a lot of them were just like free speech and yada, yada, yada. But then now recently, you know, with what's been going on with COVID and all this other shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, forget about it. I mean, besides the economy crashing and, you know, becoming shit just like the U.S. or worse, you know, um, the whole COVID thing, you know, all of a sudden the Chinese kids, people, they're like, oh, wait a minute, this is communism? <laughs> What, what? What? Huh? Wait a minute. I thought that we were capitalist. No, but yeah, capitalist and communism are two things like, you know, capitalist, commun anyways. So, yeah, so once they kind of figured that out a little too late, but now they're like, ah, well, fuck it. We're living in communism. Well, well, fuck it. Just kill us all or we're just going to die. Just like we're not going to participate. So we're done. <laughs> so that's kind of what's going on. And so you expect China to be the number one power? Get the fuck out of here. If they worked hard and followed the rules, they could have a good future. But that seems to be an illusion now. Todd Mass says, that's like civil asset forfeiture here in the USA. You are 1 million percent correct. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, a lot of people are like, I mean, I've been saying it for years. You know, the USA is borderline communist. You know, I mean, I guess you can call it fascism, whatever. It's not really communism. You know, um, but, yeah, no, I mean, there's no rights. It's just like China. You know, um, you have a few rights. You know, you got a right to have a gun. You got the right to free speech, I guess, kind of, sort of. Um, but you do have a few more rights than most of the world. But for the most part, you know, yeah, it's just like China and, and just like a lot of these other countries, you know, where you have absolutely zero rights. You know what I mean? Like civil for, forfeit, our, our civil forfeit forfeiture. Um, you know, um, when the police can also just kill you and they have, uh, you know, um, uh, civil immunity, right? or whatever and so they don't go to jail for killing anybody or doing whatever they do and and all these other things that go on i mean and, you know you basically find out real quick you don't got any rights just like in china you just find out a different way oh even before the cries of the last generation yeah that's what i mean america that's what hopefully again you know like um we, you get to fight back and get your freedom back but you know that's one that's kind of what's keeping everything in order around the world right now the fact that the usa has a second amendment and is armed to the teeth and has guns and you know they're not the only country a lot of countries in africa have guns mexico has guns guns are good guns prevent government from taking over okay so, but most of these countries in which government has taken over, you know, there ain't no guns in China. There ain't no fucking guns in, uh, in Europe. You know, there ain't no guns in any of these, in, in Australia, in Canada. There ain't no guns in any of these countries where the fucking government's just taking over and telling people what to fucking do. So, yeah. The fertility rate reported by Shanghai authorities for 2020 has fallen below 1 to 0 0.73. What kind of people is the CCP most frustrated with? It's the young people in despair in the state of Bailan, 
one has power over people because one has something they want. But now, with such a group of Chinese youths who refuse to enter the rat race, it means that referees, coaches, and spectators are no longer needed. Not much can be done to people in the state of Bailan because the community of Bailan or Let It Rot just doesn't care anymore. How interesting, right? How interesting. Here, check this one out. A growing number of Chinese people now feel that it is getting harder to get cash out of their banks. This 80-year-old woman is being carried to the bank by her family because banks require that money transfers must be done in person. She's carried to the bank to transfer money, okay? She's carried to the bank to transfer money. The Chinese possess the spirit of not fearing hardship and enduring it. But the current situation is breaking their bottom line. That is, their money in the bank is gone, and it's not a small amount. Since mid to late April 2022, there have been reports of customers not being able to withdraw their money from a number of village banks in Hunan and Anhui province. Since April 18th, six village banks in these two provinces have been closing their online banking services on the grounds of a system upgrade. Online and mobile banking services have been suspended. As a result, many online customers are unable to withdraw cash, leading to bank runs. This incident involves more than 40 billion renminbi, or about 6 billion US dollars. Until now, the online businesses of these banks hasn't been restored and the customers' deposits seem to have vanished into thin air. Most of the affected customers are from outside the provinces, mainly from the more economically developed regions. Many of them bought financial products from those village banks a couple of years ago through online financial platforms such as the Chinese e-commerce giant, Jingdong Finance, with annual interest rates ranging from 4.1% to 4.9%. Without online access, not only are out-of-town customers unable to do banking, but their account balances have been reset to zero. Their hard-earned money has vanished. The incident continues to attract public attention. The most alarming part for the Chinese is that landmines like this may not only be buried in these two provinces. The village-level banks involved in this incident have a majority shareholder, Xuchang Agricultural and Commercial Bank. The bank's actual controller is Xuchang Investment Group and it's directly managed by Xuchang Municipal Finance Bureau. Simply put, the actual custodian of these village banks is the Xuchang Municipal Finance Bureau. It was clearly stated in the 2021 appraisal report of Xuchang Investment Group that the company was a state-owned enterprise. Directly under the Xuchang Municipal Government and the sole shareholder and effective controller was the Xuchang Municipal Finance Bureau. However, the Xuchang Municipal Finance Bureau is trying to sever its connection in this matter to avoid responsibilities. On May 25th, Yeah, sorry, I know I muted myself like a fucking moron. Anyways, uh, but yeah, what I was saying is that, what do you think about that? I mean, how crazy is that? You know what I mean? The fact that, you know, what's, what's going on over there? So... You remember, they don't have, remember, Bitcoin is banned over there and all this other shit. And, uh, you know, people that have money in the banks, you know, all of a sudden it's gone. Um, what about you? You know what I mean? Like, what about, you know, like if you got your money in your bank, you don't think it's going to ever, something like this could happen? You know, in, in place in Mexico from time to time, you know, there's bank failures and shit like that. People don't trust banks out here in Mexico. And there's a lot of countries where people don't trust banks. I wouldn't, you know, I, I would start you know, looking into alternatives to banks out there because they are going to fail. And once they fail, you know, your money, the thing is that, you know, your money could be gone forever, all outright, 
number one. Number two, um, it could just re be reevaluated. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, like you're, if you have four thousand dollars, that four thousand dollars could turn into four hundred or four dollars. You know what I mean? So just because of like, hey, we're gonna just re you know alter the the money. But if you have it in in paper. You know what I mean? Like if you have it in, in, in fiat or you have it in gold or in silver, when something like that happens, you'll be fine. Now, again, you want don't want it in fiat. You probably want it in gold, silver, anything else. So when something like that happens, you'll be fine. But regardless, you know what I mean? Like uh, don't be trusting those motherfucking banks. I mean, look what's happening again in China. Again, you know, this is expected in a country like China, I guess. But don't be thinking that can't happen in the USA. And so, you know, this is happening there. You know what I mean? I don't know if you want to keep watching this. Uh... Do you guys want to watch anything else in particular? But look, at the end of the day, what this episode was about, you know, more than anything else, is just to fucking show you guys. Xuchang, agricultural. You know, just to fucking show you guys that, like, uh, you know, we're not immune, you know, like, uh, not just immune, but like, uh, sorry, that's not what I meant to say. This video, this whole video, this live stream was basically to show you guys. You know, to let you guys know that at the end of the day, you know, um, it's not like the U.S. is going to fall and uh, China is going to take over. You know, no. You know, a lot of things have to happen. A lot of things have to take place. And look what's happening in China right now. Do you think China is in any position to be, uh, you know what I mean, taking over anything? Hell no. You know, again, you know, the U.S. is not doing good, but uh, we're not doing any better. You know, I mean, they're not doing any better. You know what I mean, like we're not going through this. Look what's happening over there. You know, like, so again, you know, like, um, you know, our protests are for fucking Black Lives Matter. They're not because, you know, the banks have taken our money yet. <laughs> so, yeah. Cultural and commercial bank, which is recognized by the public as have government back. Yes, I love uh, I love Mike Maloney and the hidden secrets of money. Great stuff. I've talked about him and that stuff many times on the show. Correct, Alberto. USA would be last. The euro, the euro has to fall first. You know what I mean? Like before anything happens, like the euro has to fall. Vice president of the CB. So you know, once the euro falls, the dollar will be next. You know what I mean? But you know, a bunch of shit has to happen first. You know. Investigators. Later, this chairman went to the U.S. The public speculated that the chairman had deregistered the company at that time and fled with the money, which eventually led to the blow-up of these village banks involving forty billion. Remember, the yuan, just like the dollar, is. Uh, backed by debt, all right, right now. Yeah, they say that they got gold reserves, but the current, the current currency that China has is based and backed by debt. So if they're going to like say, hey, we have a currency that's backed by gold, it would have to be a new yuan and not this yuan. So regardless, you know, they, they got to go through this crisis and then issue a new gold-backed yuan and uh, have like a debt jubilee to get rid of the debt, if that makes any sense. So, billion renminbi. Will customers be able to recover their deposits? The China Banking Regulatory Commission didn't clearly say. It made a vague statement saying that all businesses. Can and what is a debt jubilee? A debt jubilee is just uh, when all debts are cleared. So you know you have a reset. And with that reset, you don't have any debt. The thing is that what they're trying to do with the great reset is that they're trying to reset everything, but they want to make sure that you hold on to your debt. So it's like, bruh, you know, that's not how it works. You know what I mean? Again, you know, so, uh, yeah, yeah, anyways.
So that's not going to work. This is math. Conducted in accordance with the law and regulations are protected by national laws, and it reminded financial consumers to choose proper channels for financial services, not to be misled by false advertisements such as high interest rate and high yield, and not to easily entrust their funds to third parties to prevent being cheated. By the sound of it, it tries to say that the money has been stolen and there is nothing the government or the bank can do, so consider it bad luck. The official statement naturally made the affected customers more anxious. Bank deposits differ from wealth management products. Their interest rates are only a tad higher than the base rate. It will be more appropriate to say that the Chinese officials are trying to pass the buck again, accusing the customers fuck, of being greedy. At present, banking victims risk being pepper sprayed if they demand their money back. More often than not, they get down on their knees and plead to the vehicles that the officials are riding in. According to China's Deposit Insurance Ordinance, commercial banks are required to take out deposit insurance, and the maximum amount depositors can be reimbursed by the insurance fund is 500,000 renminbi or 75,000 US dollars. But the official bank involved, the Xuchang Agricultural and Commercial Bank, has claimed that the deposits were never transferred to its account. Instead, it was sent to an account controlled by the bank's shareholder, the Xinzai Fu Group, which was dissolved on February 10th, 2022. Does this mean that this official bank isn't up. responsible for the missing like funds because dump. it hasn't received them? Let alone expect it to offer deposit insurance to cover the vanished funds. One victim said in a telephone interview with overseas Chinese media that she started to deposit her money in the bank in 2020. The interest rate for a five-year term was 4.5% at the time. Since it was a bank deposit, not a financial product, she had never thought that the bank could have no credibility. She said, I have been frugal, saving money by skipping hospital visits, despite being sick. I don't even dare to buy a piece of expensive clothing. Work is hardly available under the epidemic, and I wanted to earn money for a down payment on a home. But now everything has gone down the drain. I don't sleep well every day. I would thank God if I could get my principal back. On the Chinese internet. They can't even thank God because they don't believe in a fucking God because they don't, they're not allowed to believe in God because of the communism. Bruh. There is a saying, a piece of dust of the times. That, by the way, that's what she was saying. Like, I, just, I, if, I, if I had a god to fucking pray to, I would. Like a big mountain. Sucks. The story of the 400,000. So yeah, man. Okay, so that's that with the banks. Okay, here's another one. with uh, This is a uh, student's outbreak, you know, lockdown. I don't know, whatever. This China. Uh, Tianjin, Tianjin University. On May 26 in Tianjin, at least a few hundred students gathered at the square of Tianjin University to protest. Down with formalism, down with bureaucracy, down with formalism, down with bureaucracy. As the outbreak in China's capital, Beijing, resurfaces and continues to worsen, the neighboring city of Tianjin has again reported multiple local cases. Since May 27th, the Tianjin municipal government has asked residents to remain relatively still, restricting the movement of people and vehicles and implementing full-scale nucleic acid testing. It's required that no one be left out of the testing process. For a city of 14 million people, this is equivalent to a citywide lockdown. Previously, on May 25th, the Tianjin government announced that one of its administrative districts would start district-wide static management. It called for the strict implementation of the policy where residents mustn't leave their neighborhoods unless necessary.
At the same time, all districts are blocked off from each other and no cross-district travel is allowed in Tianjin. Silent management, static management, territory-wide static management, closed home management. These are terms that have emerged since the Omicron virus spread widely in China this spring. The CCP authorities have coined new terms. Remember, this video is from June 1st, so just like a month ago. Terms to replace the word lockdown, which carries a negative connotation. Yuan Di Jing Ji, or staying where one is and staying still, is one of the phrases coined by the CCP. To avoid the disgust that Chinese people feel about the lockdown, the CCP has adopted another form, zoning, as well. The city is divided into a number of zones based on risk levels such as lockdown zones, controlled zones, and precautionary zones. However, the severity of control of these zones often depends on the officials responsible for the zone, rather than the zoning name. For example, a precautionary zone, the one with lenient measures, may be treated with strict lockdown measures in reality and a delay in lifting restrictions. Peace District is located in the center of Tianjin and is the most densely populated jurisdiction in the city. It's under lockdown. In the meantime, a new round of nucleic acid testing is being carried out throughout the city of Tianjin. Next to Peace District is the Nankai District. On May 25th, there was news that this district was going to be closed down. On the same day, the government issued a notice to dispel the rumors, asking residents to not believe in rumors, not to spread rumors. But the next day, right after the official dismissal of the rumors, the Nankai District Command Center for the Epidemic Prevention and Control announced that a new round of full nucleic acid testing will be conducted throughout the district to screen as many people as possible without missing a single person. The district also implemented a non-essential travel policy, meaning that residents aren't allowed to leave their neighborhoods and all residents are to remain relatively still. In addition, authorities have warned that residents who don't participate in the round of nucleic acid testing within the specified time will have their health code adjusted to orange. Very recently. As the summer begins, there are continuous heavy rains and floods everywhere in southern China. The website of the Chinese Ministry of Emergency Management revealed that from June 21st to 22nd, 104 rivers in the south, including in Guangxi, Guangdong, Hunan, Jiangxi, 
Zhejiang in Fujian suffered flooding above the warning level. However, it seems that the outside world doesn't know enough about the severe flooding situation in China in recent years. Why is that? We will analyze it in the second half of the episode. First of all, let's look at the areas where the flooding is most severe. This is the city of Ingda in Guangdong province. A village is almost completely under the water since June 21st. Only the top of a landmark heritage pagoda remains. Public information shows that the first floor of the pagoda is 5.48 meters high and the whole pagoda is 48.5 meters high. In this video, what you see isn't the scrub, but treetops. That's fucking crazy. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Look at this. Okay? So, the whole thing, this building, this building right here, is supposed to be 48.5 meters high. Okay? And so basically, right now, 40. Three meters, I think. What is it? Is it like 43 meters of it is underwater? Is that it? Bro, that's a lot. A meter is how many feet? Let's just say 40 meters. 40, 40 meters to feet to feet. How many feet is 400 meters? First 40 meters. That's like 131 feet, man. That's 43 yards, bro. That's a lot. I don't know how many stories that is. Anyways. Eight meters high, and the whole nuts. pagoda is 48.5 meters high. Nuts. In this video, what you see isn't the scrub, but treetops. So that means, that means, okay, that... If these are the treetops, that means these are the tops of the buildings. That means how many... This is like fucking Katrina-style shit, man. This is like Katrina-style fucking flooding, man. That's crazy. Bro. Same, man. Fucking China don't know shit, man. China ain't got harp. China ain't got the CIA. China ain't got, you know, all that fucking ancient Chinese and, and Nazi Germany fucking knowledge. <laughs> we got Tesla, motherfucker. We got a bunch of shit out here, man. Don't be fucking with our Area 51. Guangdong province is within the Pearl River system and on the noon of June 22nd, the flood warning was upgraded to red by the Ministry of Water Resources. Some people in Ingda city have been evacuated to a stadium. However, many people oh, in shit, rural areas like, uh, are left with no like, help. Uh, during, uh, many Katrina. local just like during Katrina when they got fucking evacuated to the fucking uh, stadium. Netizens have taken to China's social media Weibo to seek help. 
A post reads that the area has been without power and water for three days and that people trapped there are in desperate need of rescue. One user writes, My hometown is flooded up to the third floor. My 70-year-old grandfather lives alone there. Family members can't make their way back, and the family house is in bad shape. I'm really afraid that something terrible might happen. Another post reads, My uncle is still stuck on the roof. Whoever passes by or has a boat, please stop to check on him. Bring him some food and I will pay for it. Why is the flooding in Ingde so bad? Ingde is a county-level city, which belongs to Qingyuan City. Qingyuan City is sandwiched between Xiaoguan City and Guangzhou, the capital city of Guangdong Province. Xiaoguan City, upstream of Ingde City, was hit by what officials described as a 1 in 50 year flood. In order to protect the local reservoirs in the region, reservoir gates were opened and water was released to Bro. Qingyuan City. Bro, so they caused that flooding. By the way, this video is already uh, demonetized or whatever. Yeah, you want to see? Okay, see, look. You see it? There's a video, see? And then the, the, the other one was demonetized as well, but um, I challenged it and I got monetized. So this one will probably get monetized again, but it's funny. I just wanted to show you. By the way, I'm going to be doing a Mexico live stream tomorrow on the Mexico channel. Anyways, yeah, man, the Chinese are doing a lot of crazy shit over there, bro. They got the fucking coal baits. They got the fucking, uh, you know, they got all these natural disasters. Not just the floods, there's other shit going on, too. You know, they're dealing with the financial situation. At the same you know. time, in order to protect the metropolis Guangzhou, located downstream, the local reservoir in Qingyuan can't open its gates and release water to Guangzhou. So the area, including Ingde City, is sacrificed. Anyways, guys. I think I'm going to be ending it here. Gonna let this play in the background, but I think I'm gonna be putting in an end to this here. It's already been two and a half hours. Wow, two and a half hours of uh, live streaming tonight. Wow. But I think we covered a lot. I think we gave, I hopefully, give you guys a new perspective on things and uh, on what's going on on what I think was going on because I don't think that China's in any position to be taking over. Um, you know, I, you know, USA is still number one. And it's going to take a lot for the USA to relinquish that number one spot. Um, even though it's doing a lot here, you know, with this presidency and, uh, and the people that are running the show at the moment. Um, and, and one particular political party, you know, they're really trying to ruin the country. But, you know, you know right now we're living in a, in a, in a state, I mean, in, in a country in which, uh, you know, again, you know, the liberals are... At any moment now, about to, you know, take over the capital, all right, uh, under a liberal president, you know, a Democratic president, Democratic House, Democratic Congress, and the Democrats are 
the hard left, you know, they're going to now, you know, go and take over the capital. And take, so, I mean, that you can't write this shit. You know what I mean? This is fucking hilarious. So, I think, you know, that's kind of like the scenario we're looking for. I mean, we're looking at. I hope that that doesn't happen at all. But, you know, who knows? Anything can fucking happen. But even if that happens, you know, it's not going to end well for them. The government will be fine. But it will be interesting. Look at those piggies. That sucks. They look like fucking humans, bro. That's fucking terrible. Fuck, man. Anyways, so... So, yeah, man. Anyways, it's going to be very interesting, you know, going forward. You know, to see how all this plays out and develops. But, you know, the USA is still number one. You know, let's not forget that. You know, we're still top dog. You know, um, if we're going to be talking about, you know, strongest currencies. We know right now the ruble is the strongest currency. And, uh, yeah, right, all those cops. He's all those poor cops drowning. Anyway, so... Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we do see a, you know, a, 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 a new currency, you know, take over. You know, again, the ruble is making a hard case for that. You know, they're being the world reserve currency. You know, I know they're going with the whole BRICS thing, but I don't know. Those whole BRICS, SDR th things, they don't really make too much sense to me. I don't think that they're going to work out too well. But at the end of the day... You know, um, I think that the U.S. is going to pull it out of their ass and they're going to come out with their currency backed by gold or whatever the fuck, you know, and alien power or whatever. And then, you know, we're going to be all right. But if that doesn't happen, then, you know, we're going to see what country steps it up. And um, and again, you know, in that process, you know, we can live in a world in which all countries are sovereign. All countries, you know, will have, you know, a sovereign currency of their own in which you know the free market will value and we will be using cryptocurrencies and we will be living in a different world in which you know we'll have more freedom and uh and that's what i think we're going to really be moving into and that's going to be more interesting and fun but this is the beginning of the beginning of the the fall you know what i mean so it's going to be interesting like again hey you know i don't think the u.s is going anywhere um i, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of uh insanity in the next two years in the usa as the left you know um you know the people get tired sick and tired of that shit of all that you know far left thinking and um i think that at the end of the day you know um once we get to the presidential elections you know the people are going to elect a far right president candidate and then that guy is, you know, going to fucking just bring it to the house, you know, bring it home, you know, bring it all the way, you know, tear down, bring, you know, tear down the swamp for real, you know, and uh, really make some changes. And, uh, you know, again, I think the people are going to be the ones that are, you know, the people need to get involved and the people need to really, you know, do some shit. Um, and that's it. That's it. You know, again, but, you, you know, don't be surprised if uh, 2024 comes along and we have president ocasio cortez you know aoc president um 2024 um with you know 85 million votes you know what i mean you know of course of course so you know don't be surprised you know you'd never be surprised anymore so let's uh let's look at the voting real quick i know we did a quick poll here and i asked i asked you guys we have 37 wow 37 that's a lot of people <laughs> So I asked you guys, all right, so let's, uh, I guess, end the poll with the end. Whatever, anyways, did I end it yet? Anyway, sorry, whatever. All right, who will replace the U.S. empire? 27% of you guys said 
USA stays number one. 8% says Russia. 41% says China. And 24% said other. And uh, for all of you guys out there that picked China, you know, for the 41%, because that's the winner. 41% of you, you know, which is most of you guys there, you know, uh, think that China is going to be the one that's going to be the, the replacement to the U.S. empire. I hope after watching today's video and seeing what's really kind of going on in just China and Russia and, uh, you know, a few other parts of the world. And again, hopefully opening up your eyes to check out the rest of the world on your own, even if it's through YouTube and checking out other YouTubers that are vlogging in other parts of the world. So you can really see what's going on. And, and see uh, and seek other news and and other stuff you know um, because at the end of the day you know uh, what's being reported on this channel you know it's it could be a little biased but you know it's just showing you what's going on in China and you know that the show that that speaks for itself and it's, again it's not remember the USA is going through some shit but when you look at what's going on in China alone you're like well it's not so bad anymore in the USA shit's pretty bad but it's not that bad. It's, pr it's pretty bad. Don't get me wrong. What's going on in the U.S. is pretty fucked up. But it's nowhere near, you know, what's going on in China right now. And so when, you know, people think like, oh, the U.S. empire is going to fall and China is going to take over. Are they? Are they? Are they really? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think so. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people in power, especially the banks, you know, they would love for China to be in power. They would love for the world to be living in a, you know, dystopian future. Um, a dystopian world in which, you know, they, you know, just like China, you know what I mean? But uh, it's not going to happen. This is not going to work. So, anyways, like, yeah, that's it. So, uh, I think that's it. We're going to end the show here, guys. But anyways, thank you so much. And by the way, guys, you know, I appreciate all of you guys, you know, uh, supporting me. You know what I mean? Uh, sending, uh, sending me a few bucks here and there. You know, all the links are down below uh, for the Patreons. Uh, for the everything, the Bitcoins, the whatever. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate I don't know who you guys all are. Some of you guys I do know, depending on the notification. But shout out to all of you guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, we're going to be doing more of these shows. Uh, you know, it's basically how it's going to work is like I'm just like uh, downloading a bunch of like thumbnails and making thumbnails randomly, whatever. And then, you know, whatever kind of like I feel like talking about that night, tonight, whatever. I feel like going live. I got time to go live. I'm just going to go live and we're going to talk about things. I'm going to try to keep, you know, the topics a little bit more current. Uh, but, you know, whatever. You know, I think this is a... You know, a good topic that I feel a lot of people should know more about, you know what I mean? So, you know, you can sleep a little easier at night as an American or, you know, or, or wherever you live, you know what I mean? And, and just know that, well, thank God China's not going to take over, you know, that dodging a bullet there, you know? So, you know, that's going to, that's like worst case scenario, right? So I, I don't think China, you know, I, I mean, fuck, man. You know, we would have to go through a really hardcore World War Three type situation and then China does win. Uh, then, then we're kind of fucked. But I, I just don't see that happening, man. No way, no how, man. So, yeah. And a lot of people would be against China. Even Russia. You know what I mean? So, if Russia... You know, if a push came to shove, you know, Russia would team up with the USA against China. Don't get that shit twisted, bro. Don't be thinking fucking Russia out here, you know, trying to team up, you know, with, uh, with fucking China. You know, so... Yeah. But you never know. You never fucking know. You never know. But anyways, guys, 
All right. Thank you so much, man. Love you guys. Um, tomorrow night, I'm going to be live on the cooking show. I mean, sorry. Uh, live on the Mexico travel show. We're going to be doing Mexico video, a Mexico live stream tomorrow. So we're going to be doing that. I don't know about the weekend. Uh, I got plans for the weekend. Uh, we'll be back next week on this channel. I don't think I'm going to be doing anything else on this channel till next week. But you never know. Stay tuned. I might be here Friday. Whatever. It's clever. Okay. Um, but for now, no plans. Regardless, you know, I'm just going to go live whenever the fuck. So please hit that bell notification there so you never miss a thing. And just uh, just stay tuned. I'm always going to be going live and dropping videos. I'm going to be dropping videos on this channel again and uh, so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of things, you know, to talk about, man. You know, thank God, you know, uh, the whole virus thing is over and uh, we can talk about everything else going on in the world because there's a million things going on that are just a million more more interesting a million times more interesting than fucking monkeypox or whatever you know so or whatever the fuck is next on that shit so yeah all right i think we're gonna end it there so guys thanks again for watching don't forget to please like please subscribe please share please hit the bell icon don't forget to stay awesome see you guys in the next one see you guys tomorrow um i'm gonna get back to cooking live streaming as well soon but hey, you know, I'm, I'm the reason I haven't done that is I'm kind of busy, man. I got the wife. She fractured her leg. Long story. Um, well, maybe on Friday night, we'll do like a chill Friday night. We'll just be hanging out, talking shit. Um, and we'll we'll get into that. I'll let you know what's going on with the wife and other shit. I bought a car. That's right. You know, we got a, we got a bunch of cool shit going on. I bought a truck, actually, you know, so 1988 Ram Charger. So if anyone knows anything about cars out there, I bought myself a 1988 Ram Charger. It's fucking awesome. Anyways, yeah, so we'll talk more about that. I'll let you know what's up with the wife. She's fine. Everything's great, but I just got to be fucking nurse, you know, taking care of her. I'm also doing shit in the house and just a million things, you know. Anyways, all right, starting trying to start a business, trying to get some money, some cash flow. You already know. Fucking uh, the Bitcoin, you know, hitting the fucking tank. Anyways, we all need money. <laughs> In one shape, form, or another. So you already know what's up. But everything's great. Yeah, I got a 360 engine. Yes, right. V8, man. Oh, man, that shit's awesome, bro. Oh, Opie, bro. You'll fucking love it, bro. I'll send you some pictures, all right? I'll send you some pictures in a minute. But yeah, bro. Oh, fucking great, man. It's, it's, a, it's a 1988 Ram Charger. Fucking uh, just, you already know what's up. Um, and it's in really great shape, man. I just got to fucking, uh, you know, I got to just fix it up, man. You know, it's, it's an older car. But anyways, all right, got to go. Love you guys. Peace out. You already know what's up. Thanks again for watching, and we'll see you guys on the next one. See you tomorrow. Bye.